Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 169 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Strap in, because we got a boatload of news. When we say all the nerdy news, we mean it, and... uh we're going to have a friggin' doozy. The news just kept rolling in. We got over the slow news weeks of Christmas and New Year's, and boy howdy, did this week strike us with a vengeance. Yeah, we made up for it, so we're taking a week off from the CGC Spotlight, so just we want to focus on all this news. Yep, yeah, uh, so again, no CGC Spotlight, but when I tell you we literally have everything else, we have everything else. We're going to start off with trivia. We're going to get into our top three very early tonight because we're going to look into the crystal ball that is 2020 and talk about the top three things we're looking forward to most in 2020. We did that last year in 2019. Uh, we're going to start off with movies. Then we have TV for roughly four hours. <laughs> Uh, Dude, I scrolled. I was like, it's never ending. It's the largest TV <laughs> yeah. section we have ever had on the podcast. And normally, if we have six Netflix stories, two HBO stories, I lump them all together. But because news just kept coming and coming and coming, it's going to feel a little sporadic tonight. It might go NBC here, Netflix here, Amazon here, then back to NBC. Then more. It's going to be all over the place. So bear with us in that department. We're still going to keep all the reviews and shit up front. Um, as we normally do to kick off segments, but man, we have so many stories in the television section from there. Sam will take over in gaming. We have our picks of the week and then we will get out of here. But as always, you can go to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com, your one-stop shop for everything. We podcast and we know things. Links uh, for our Twitters, which is at Greg Talks a lot and at Samuel Matoro. Uh, links to our Instagram, our Facebook, um, really everything, our store, our Patreon. So if you want to support us in any way, just go to WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com. Send us an email, WePodcastAndWeKnowThings.com. We read them all in the air. And as always, we're coming in hot. From our friends at Liquid Death. Sell your soul for a free case over at liquiddeath.com. They're our friends. We like them a lot. We hope they like us. <laughs> Go to our website. Sell your soul. Get a free case of water. I'm dead serious. Try for try it for yourself. Yeah, murder your thirst. With Liquid Death Mountain Water, it's canned. It's delicious. It's crisp. It's cool. It's cold if you put it in the fridge. And it's awesome Austrian mountain water. And slowly... We helped the planet. Come on, people. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, we got some trivia for you tonight. Seven and a half for me. Four for Sam. As our race to 11 continues, but the caveat is always, we got to win by two, Sam. I just hope one of us gets something right. Yeah, here. I've been at seven and a half for eight episodes. And I've been at four for a while. <laughs> well, you were just at three and a half. You actually got a point. A half not, point. not last week. No, nah, two weeks ago. Me, I'm, I'm on. <laughs> I'm hanging by a thread. Me, it was uh, November 2019. But back to back to this this question here. How old was Tony Hawk when he first landed the th- the nine hundred? I almost said three hundred. The nine hundred. I don't know. Uh, let's hear the answers. Oh, a twenty nine, b thirty one, c thirty three, d thirty five. Okay, he just went every other year. Oh, I was, I, I, I was I hoping figured, you wouldn't. Well, my, you know his age. He's like what fifty something. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the year though. I think it was was it two thousand, two thousand one. I don't even remember. 2002. The year. I think I just started skating. Um, I'm gonna go with 99 or 2000. It's now 2020. Um, 
So that means, and he's 51. Is 31 one of your choices? Yes, it is. Then I'm going to go with that. Correct. Yeah. It is. He was 31. Good shit, my friend. That is just And the only reason, the only reason I knew that he, so I forget who he was with. He's doing, he did another loop recently in the past like three weeks and he did a video and he was saying, man, he's like, when I first landed 900, I was 31 and uh, now, you know, I thought I was just going to do it, get easy. Then he takes a bad fall, you see, and he's like, I forgot how painful it is. I was like, but he landed it. I give him credit. He still got it. I'm at a round number, not seven and a half. I'm at eight now, baby. Is it, again? If oh, that's you, right. You took the if you don't know the uh, the rules, if you're a newer listener, uh, our trivia: if you get the question straight away, you get a full point. If you have to get the four choices read to you, it's automatically down to a half a point, and you have to get to eleven before the other person. But you have to win by two. Sam has won two trivia challenges. I have won one, and I'm leading eight to four right now. But I have a good feeling Sam's going to catch me on this one, uh, and and. Probably, I don't think you're going to go for the half point. I think you're going to do the math and you're going to do the, I hope. the full point. How many films in the MCU, not just Marvel? It can't be the Incredible, or I'm sorry, the Hulk from 2003 and the Fantastic Four movies in the MCU have grossed $1 billion or more. Oh, how many? How many films in the MCU? We're going to start from Iron Man 1, not some people say the Hulk started it. The Hulk made like 300, so I know it's nowhere near. But we'll start from Iron Man until today. Okay. How many films in the MCU? So I'd like to think, Avengers 1, Avengers 2, 3, 4. Correct. I'll give you you that that. little hint that the four Avengers movies all did it. I know the Spider-Man did it. What else did it? I don't. I don't even want to look. I'm, I don't not, want to I'm get, not looking at you. I don't want to I'm get a, my I'm, phone. I'm I don't want to even see the films. If you look at your phone, you're disqualified. No, <laughs> so, I'm trying to think. I, there's probably one I'm fucking forgetting. No way Thor did it. Oh, the sneaky one that I almost forgot. <laughs> I'm just looking right here. I'm not making any movements. I'm covering my mouth. All of it. I'm actually just going to turn to the Flyers game. Just going to watch TK and the boys. Did Thor Ragnarok do it? Oh my god. <sighs> oh. I I, I don't want to take it cuz I I would love to get a full point and get a little bump here. Take Guardians. I don't know if Guardians did it. But I know they Avengers 1, the Ultron, Civil War. God damn it. Uh, Greg, you never make an easy question for me. Just the fuck I don't. <laughs> I, I have it at two. You have it at more than two. No, no, I have the it way at, that came two, out. No, so, no, two numbers. You have at head. least four. <laughs> so it's Avengers, Age of Ultron. People are right now are screaming. You know that, right? Into their car stereos. Spider-Man. Eight. The HVAC eight. will kick on by eight. the time. I'm seven. going with eight. Final answer, incorrect. Seven? It was eight until Far From Home came out, making it nine. Far From Home? What was the one before that? Homecoming didn't do a billion. So what was the other film? I Avengers missed? Endgame. Yeah, but all Avengers four, Infinity all four War. Of the Avengers. Avengers Age of Ultron. Black Panther. Yeah, I got that. Iron Man 3. I got that. Civil War. So I got that. Far From Home. And Captain Marvel. Oh, I fucking forgot it. I forgot it. Hit. I, that's literally the only film I forgot. 1.1. 1. 1. 
Yeah. Nah. Oh, well. <clears throat> For shits and giggles, how many total superhero movies have grossed over a billion dollars, not counting the Incredibles films? Two. You just start remember which. Three, four, 17. 13. Mm. Dark Knight Joker, Dark Knight Rises. Avatar. Aquaman. I don't count Avatar as a superhero. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yeah, you're right. You said superhero. Uh, do, do you? Got, no, no. I, I thought you were said. I thought you said all movies that went Oh, uh, no. Right. That's 47. Oh, it is 47? I think it's 47. Damn. <clears throat> I just read an article. That's why I know. At least think I know the number. All right, guys. It's 8 to 4. That's crazy. We have an updated score. I say it's crazy. For two nerds. <laughs> One of us got something right, so I'm happy. <laughs> we're two nerds, and we're uh, shocked that we got a question right. That's pretty pathetic. But... <laughs> Uh, something else that's pathetic as we lead off in the movie section with the review for Doolittle, trust the bad buzz. You might beat the cast. Or I'm sorry. You might like the cast, the property, and have a healthy appreciation for big swings or so bad it's good January dumps. But there's too little to love in Doolittle. The film is barely that. Crudely stitched together with lazy fart jokes, glaring ADR, a cut that'll make a, cin- a cinephile cringe, and the cast has been given little to do beyond collect their paychecks. If you're a fan of Downey, Robert Downey Jr., the best you can do is politely look the other way and let this one pass on by. Wow, it absolutely got eviscerated. I believe I saw IGN's score, and it was a three. It is. <sighs> it is. That's a damn shame. And this was uh, the first movie that... Or at least one of, because it came out January, was it 17th it came out? I think the same day as Bad Boys. It comes out now. It's out today. Bad Boys for Life is as well. Um, We have the review for Bad Boys for Life, and that's going to launch us into our top three because we're going to do the top three things we're looking forward to, and we didn't want to count these two movies. So if people are confused as to why we're going to get movies right into a top three, it's because we're doing the two reviews, and I don't want to put those on our list because I don't think that's fair. Unless you did. Did I did not. You didn't put Bad Boys for Life on your list? I did not. Good. This is Bad Boys for Life. If you've missed big, bombastic, bloody action movies shot with a style that lean into their R rating and rely on cast chemistry rather than solid story, then you'll probably love Bad Boys for Life. If not, you might still have a blast as this this is certainly a nonstop ultra-violence extravaganza. There is also a chance you might come out of the film with a little bit of all-out action fatigue. 7-5. 7-0. I mean, I think that's what you expect from that. Yeah, so we did, again, we did not want to let those two movies be on our list because they are out by the time we're doing the show and just to for the sanctity of the show. I uh, didn't want to do that, but let's kick it back a little bit to our top three for the week. Our top three things we're looking forward to most in 2020. This can be movies, TV, games, music, or a combination. You can go all in one category or you can spread it around. What do you got? My number three, I went with the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm interested to see what what they're, what they're going to do because it's, it's directly following after Endgame. Yeah, it's only six episodes, so yeah. it's a super super short series. It's coming. They're I think, all going to be. I think they said super late 2020. I did read it had a 150 million dollar budget, so they're definitely putting the money in it. And I'm, I'm just hey, I love I love Winter Soldier. Uh, I want to see what the Falcon can do as being as I guess freaking. <laughs> You're being Captain America. I, mean, I don't think you could ever fill them shoes, but I'm interested to see what he can do. Yeah, I um, with six episodes at probably 35 a piece, like the the Mandalorian. I just feel like a lot of this content is we could be getting more. So I kept that off my list. I also kept off um, thing because my list is going to sound weird when it's all said and done. I left off things that do not have a definitive 
release date. And the only reason I picked that is because that they said 2020. If right. there was one that said 2021, I left it off or, you know. Right. And I could have – I if, if I went off things that just said, hey, 2020, I could have a much different list, especially in the games department. But just me. If I didn't – if it – if it seems like it's coming in 2020, great. If it's pretty, I mean, like Falcon and Winter Soldier is pretty safe bet. Shit, they moved WandaVision into 2020 to fill the void because we're not going to get yeah. the Mandalorian for a while. So they have to bring us something this year to keep people subscribed. So it's a safe bet that's coming. But for me, I left things out that didn't have an exact release date for the simple fact that I don't, it can, sure, it even, even with a release date, it can get delayed. Um, but to me, I just didn't feel right putting like Breath of the Wild two on there because some people say twenty twenty, yeah. some people say twenty twenty one. Sports story, it said twenty twenty. Streets are age four, but we don't yeah. know a date yet. Yeah. So I kept it off, and I was gonna go with Falcon and Winter Soldier as my number three. My number three is also a television show, but it's one that we have not talked about on this podcast yet, and one that I only found out about last week after we did the podcast. So I've actually been kind of excited to talk about this, and I had it in the the notes until we decided to do this top three, and I was like, f it. I'll just transfer it over to my top three and make it my number three. Premiering on AMC on March 1st, series creator and star Jason Siegel plays a sad sack in need of a purpose who stumbles upon a mysterious puzzle that sends him down a, f- a figurative rabbit hole that simultaneously makes him question his own sanity. He meets other solvers along the way. Think the OA meets Lodge 49. In other words, compelling TV. Dispatches from elsewhere. Hmm, I never even heard of it. A thillery thinker with Jason Siegel. He he's been quiet. He's kind of been off the radar. And, for a and lot I'm kind of kinda ready to have him back yeah. in my life. I met your mother, one of my favorite yeah. shows of all time. Um, Jason Siegel, my favorite part of that show. Ah, no, Neil Patrick Harris, my favorite part of the show. But I love Jason Siegel. Forgetting Sarah Marshall, probably still my favorite comedy ever. So uh, looking forward to this show. Excited to find out more. Yeah, me too. Number two, it should be no surprise here once they announced this news, The Mandalorian Season 2. I absolutely loved Season 1, my favorite thing from Star Wars ever. Don't yell at me if you guys are old school and like the originals. I'm sorry. I'm interested to see what what Jon Favreau has up his sleeve. Uh, I know there was a couple casting kind of rumors going around, some actresses that I actually really do like and hope that it is true and just wait for more news. So I'm ready, baby. Uh, as I was combing through the movies for the year, I thought to myself, man, as awesome as 2019 was for film and television and even gaming, I look in the landscape of 2020 and up until today, gaming looked pretty good. Granted, a lot of things that happened today in gaming are still in 2020, just later, a lot later. (laughs) Uh, it's still kind of messy, but I can see myself not going to the movies this year. I looked at all the movies that have been announced so far. Nothing was super compelling. To I me. don't have – well, my number one – it's not – actually, oh, my not one is no game movies. It's just something right. that I'm looking forward to this year. But And so like I looked at and I was like, I'm not hyped for Black Widow. I'm not going to see Birds of Prey in theaters. Like what is going to get me excited? There wasn't that fighting with my family yesterday kind of vibe that was getting put out there until I got to September. September 25th and I kind of forgot about this movie and then as soon as I remembered it, doing my research for this top three immediately was like, I'm glad I forgot because now I don't have to go to bed every night waiting for it. And now I do now that I remembered it. The many saints of Newark, the Sopranos movie. Oh yeah. With the young James or the young Tony Soprano. Right. I think it's about a young Tony Soprano. I'm fucking hyped on that movie, man. I I love the Sopranos universe. I mean, I'm hype on it, but it's like, it's not something that I'm biting at the bit for. Yeah. 
You know, I, maybe just Gandolfini not passing. I, I don't know. No, that's completely fair. I think that's... I'm, I'm going to see it. Don't get it twisted. It's just it's just not like, oh, I'm amped up to see it. Yeah, it's set in the 60s and 70s of Newark. So we're going to get a young Tony Soprano. Um, and Michael Gandolfini was in it because we did a lot of the casting news yeah. for it. Um, and I believe, yeah, David Chase, the writer for The Sopranos, wrote this film. So it's not going to be just some schmuck doing a spinoff. It's going to be very closely tied to the movies. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. I mean, that. I think there... It should have been only David Chase, like Vince Gilligan with Breaking Bad when he did yeah. El Camino. If it wasn't him, I don't want it. Right. Just plain and simple. You're absolutely right. My number one, nothing to do. I mean, if, if PS5 <laughs> was going to be released 2020, I'm sure that would have been my number one. But something that will be my fourth year in a row is Baltimore Comic Con. Mm-hmm. I look forward to going every every freaking year. I'm, I'm already saving up for it. <laughs> I know I'm sure it'll be me, Dom, Neil, and Buddy Chris driving down. Just just excited to you know see the East chapter of the Comic Book Fiend Club, see the, like the IG community, just hunt, just kind of your with like minded individuals. You're you're hunting pe- you're hunting people like finding people's finding their grails, their books they want, getting comic runs, or just just looking at people's art. And it's just such a great time having beers and food after three days. I'm ready for my vacation. If I were to put GDQ on my list, which I did consider, yeah. there's two of them, big ones. There's three, so technically they can make up all my list. And that was, again, tough. I also, also thought of events um, like an SGDQ. Yeah. I kept that off the list. And I went with a game that I'm I'm waiting for you to slap me in the face on. Because you're going to say, what the fuck? Animal Crossing? No, I'm. <laughs> that's actually one of my least. Yeah. I know not, it is. I was just waiting for you to say, I, I had a turn. <clears throat> I'm not an Animal Crossing guy. Um, I don't know if I'll ever be one. But Street I was looking. No, because it doesn't have a date yet. It oh, just yeah, says 2020. Oh, yeah, oh my god, yeah. that would be my yeah, number one. Yeah. Clearly, like that's, if that's I didn't, I thought was if one. I didn't caveat this list, was it has to have a release date? And when you go through the games so far this year that have a definitive release date, yeah, like The Last of Us is great, but you know the first one was six years ago. I I gotta replay it before I play the second one, and the odds of that happening before May are slim to none. But there was one game that is in my pre-order cart for Amazon that I've already purchased. Well, I already purchased it through Amazon that I'm looking forward to, even though you're not and not a lot of people are. It's, it can't be Doom. It's not. Marvel's Avengers. Oh. I know. Ugh. I know. But I was hyped on this game when I saw it. Disappointment. I, I know. And I can't help myself. Nintendo doesn't have a great year right now, so, like, lined up. Even after the news? of the delay it's still 2020 and you know what at the end of the day you get that game in september fine um i would like something to play this spring i don't really have much on the docket uh coming up as the hvac kicks but i there's something about this game even though the models don't look great black widow's hair looks ridiculous but it's a storyline that has nothing to do with the movies or the comics. And I'm kind of I'm kind of okay with that. And I love Crystal Dynamics because yeah. they did a great job with the Tomb Raider reboot series. So I'm excited to see uh, what they're going to do with this. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk more in gaming that it got delayed. But Just, this game, I, I've been hyped for it. And I'm, I want it. I do want it. I, I want to give it a chance. I hope they just take this time. Yeah. To fix the design. Clean that shit up, because Cap looked dumb as shit. She did. I, or he did. I yeah, as soon as I saw his face, big. I was like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Like, it completely took me out of the, the game. The beautiful thing about that for me is I don't play with his face in frame. His back will be to me. So I don't ever have to look at his stupid face. Yeah, well, you could say the same thing about Cameron Monaghan with Star Wars, no? You but, yeah, but it's his voice, too. It's true, Cameron true. You saw you have Chris. Okay, um, true. I, uh... 
again, like Sports Story, Streets of Rage 4, they'd have been on my list. Um, there's yeah. a couple I, other I ones. I would have bet money Streets of Rage. There's a couple other ones that have been on there too, but they just don't have firm release dates. Now, you ask us this question again in six months after E3 or um, the next Nintendo Direct, my answer is going to change. I firmly believe we're getting a new 3D Mario game this year, and that will immediately jump to my number one, pushing Avengers off the list entirely, not just back a spot. I wanted to spread the representation TV movie game, so sue me. No, which kind of, I feel the way of kind of seeing like, you know, early 2020 picking up like watching two, three movies from 2019, like, ooh, yeah. I could have moved my whole list around, right. so yeah, you like, may see like one later. Uncut Gems is coming to Netflix in, yeah. the UK, or in the UK, like that's all things that are on the list. Shit, dude, I literally, my number three when I first started was the new Dance Gavin Dance record. We don't have a date, nope. so I took it off my list. So we have one song that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. Um, back to the movie section. We had our couple reviews, and now three trailers dropped. We're going to start off uh, with the Morbius trailer. We got it, and that f- leaked art of Morbius turned out to be 100% yeah. legit. What did you think of this trailer? I-, I thought it actually looked pretty good um i wish they showed us a little bit more of him is as morbius well you get the one f- cut frame yeah, you get the one two second shot that was leaked that's, that's why it's a tease so it's like all right okay it's like you have my attention like i'm not gonna go oh my god running out to the theater freaking thursday at midnight i mean it'll probably still be a first weekend watch mm-hmm. but just the little cameos that kind of showed up in there i was like huh yeah and uh, I also thought this trailer was just, it was good. It wasn't great. This is yet another origin story, and it's yet another guy who's sick or almost dying. It was like your boilerplate origin story. Yeah, you like know? goes to find a cure. Yeah. The cure goes haywire. He gets extra powers from it, and he transforms into something. Like Lizard, like Spider-Man, like so many others before him. And it is, it's a little just meh. So, like... From a story perspective, I was like, okay. But then you have the Easter egg in the background with Spider-Man, and then you get Michael Ke- Michael Keaton's vulture showing up at the end, which made this, okay, you have my attention. Yeah, which was like a what-the-fuck moment. It's like, okay, Sony, are you guys slowly setting up the Sinister Six, Sinister Six now? Is that finally where we're going? They have to be. I mean, right? I are getting a Crave in the Hunter yep. movie. They I have hope, Vent. I they have they're doing his movies like why wouldn't you because you have scorpion you have vulture you have venom you have uh mysterio you have who the hell are we just talking morbius, morbius and then you can get craven that's a great okay. now they could drop scorpion or maybe mysterio i will, I will always support a doc ock and then they can pull in a doc ock who has said before he's the leader of the sinister sex as long as we don't get rhino with yeah. paul giamatti <laughs> in a russian with I a mean, russian accent that, i mean harry osborne like you know i'm right. hobgoblin anyone they could do i'm in just yeah. make just, it the sinister seven yeah. fuck it <laughs> turn it on its head let's get a brand new villain thing going make I, it impossible for this, spider-man this is like the anti-avengers which i really yeah. dig um like this is a whole new way to root for villains. This is like to me if they do this right, if they set this up, get the independent films out there for the less known characters like Morbius and Craven the Hunter. This is what the Suicide Squad could have been. Yeah. I just hope that it's he's kind of better received than he was as the Joker. Yeah. I, mean, I know you're a fan of his Joker. I think yeah, I would. I, I like it. It's, it's kind of forgettable. Again, I think I would have liked him a little bit more if he had maybe a little bit more screen time and no tattoos and no grill. I think I could have. I could have accepted him, but. 
what I what I want people to know about this trailer is okay. You see Spider Man in the background of a shot on uh, a painting, not actual Spider Man. You see a painting or a picture, and it says murder across the top, just like at the uh, in another movie's end credits. Blah blah blah. And then you also get the vulture at the end. A lot of people immediately thought, "Oh my God, Morbius is in the MCU. They're crossing over into the MCU." It's not. Like you gotta remember that Sony has the rights to the Spider-Man films, and yes, they share. But Kevin Feige came out and said Spider-Man is the only superhero in the Avengers or in the MCU that has the mythical superpower of crossing over movie franchises. Yeah. So this uh, vul- Vulture is actually a Vulture from a different dimension. It's like a parallel universe Vulture, and so is the Mysterio thing. And all these things that while it makes it seem like it's in the MCU – it's it's not the same MCU character. It's the same character name. It's the same actor, but it's a different it, version it, it, of it. It's that. definitely a little it's complicated. Confusing. I think I did read like I don't think that we're going to see Tom Holland until probably Venom two. And he can't be the Tom Holland from the MCU Spider Man. He has to be a different uh, Spider Man uh, for now. Until like maybe Sony strikes a deal with Marvel on something, or maybe they can. Come I mean, together they did on this, strike but. some kind of. I mean, there could have been a backhanded deal, or maybe maybe they kept kind of hush hush from everybody because. This, because then, like, the, the surprise is gone. Like, oh, Tom Holland. Like, I, I don't know if Spider-Man's going to show up in Venom 2, but I think at least we're going to get Peter Parker. Yeah, I could see that. Or I think we're going to get a Miles Morales instead. Uh, I mean, Craig, we got his uncle Miles. in the other Spider-Man movie. Yeah, and I, I think with... By Young Gambino. Yeah. Um, Childish, Childish Gambino. Gambino. And what, uh, what could happen here is we get... We get a Spider-Man cameo, like an actual Tom Holland Spider-Man cameo, but it's going to be Peter Parker in Earth-9 or whatever. It's not going to be the MCU Spider-Man. So, he's saying, not gonna be, so you're saying they'll do with the, the CW shows. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to be the one who you know um, looks up to Tony Stark because Tony Stark can't exist in the Sony universe. It's an MCU property. So like the logistics and the bullshit it's, politics it's compl- it's complicated. make this more complicated. I wish yeah. that none of that – I think all of us wish that none of that existed of and we can just kind of shove the Sinister Six into the same universe and have that. How cool would a Marvel's Marvel Avengers versus Sinister Six be? In. In. Like that would be a dream no, film. A, a dream film for me would be they did a comic where it was like the Avengers versus like the Justice League. If they somehow could just – that I think that could be. That's a, like every gamer in the world, every fighting game fan is like, I want Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Dude, like, that's you're, a, you're that's telling a similar... me if Marvel throws up two fifty, DC throws up two fifty, that movie makes over three billion dollars, guaranteed. Who would get fifty one percent? Got to be somebody. I, they can't do a fifty fifty. Who gets? Because then nobody's got the actual control. So who gets the fifty one? Th- I think the money says Marvel because they've made. More billions of dollars than I mean that, that's fine. I don't think DC would would complain. I mean, they'd make profit no matter what. I would say this: if DC wouldn't complain, they'd have done it by now. No, I I think it's it's a lot easier. It's, 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 it's easier said than done. Exactly. It's a, it's a pipe dream. We know that. We're just throwing shit and hoping that hey, it sticks. Hey, in 10, 15 years, you never know what could happen, man. Yeah, dude. Star Wars can join the fray. They're all owned by fucking Disney. <laughs> DC is going to be owned by Disney soon enough. Holy uh, shit! I hope not. Yeah, I know. They they're can't let them control everything. They're going to get PG Joker movies. <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> Musicals. We already got the goddamn Deadpool already got released to PG thirteen, so yeah, that's dizzy for you. Hey, at least they got. I'm gonna call him Kevin Arnold. At least they got what's his face in that movie. I see his face, but I can't. I, I didn't even say it. I, I refuse to see yeah. a PG thirteen. Kevin movie. Arnold from the Wonder the guy Warriors. with the moly moly moly. Yeah, yeah. In in yeah. Um, 
gold member. Yep. Uh, Fred Savage. Fred Savage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. All right. So that was the Morbius trailer, even though we talked about the trailer for two minutes and then theorized for the other ten. Um, it, it was a – I'm, I'm going to see it. I'm going to see it. Listen, it's a decent origin story trailer. Nothing wows you. Um, it's very – you know it's you know what it is? It reminded me of – I think we talked about this with the Spider-Man trailers. Um, it just – I felt like I just watched the movie. Yeah. We saw him. He's sick. He gets his powers. He turns into a living vampire. He goes, oh, he's weak. He's dying. Oh, we got a superstar. Oh, he's strong. Oh, uh, there he is. Morbius. Oh, it's fade to black. <laughs> and Jared Harris is in the movie. Yeah, he great actor. He was in my second favorite show of the year, Chernobyl. He's the main character in Chernobyl. Um, and he's, he's the assistant to Morbius that if you read the comics – you know how that ends. So uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this movie like two percent more than I was. I'm I'm happy that Morbius looks good. Yeah, same. I'm happy agree. that the trailer came out and that it's real. It's not like new mutants and these other things that yeah. could fall off the face of the earth. Um so I'm happy for that. I'm happy it's gaining a little bit of momentum. Um I was waiting for the shot where he turns around with his vampire face to be a meme. I was waiting for this. The internet's great with that sometimes. I haven't I haven't seen it yet. Um, but if so facto, it's worth the two and a half. Yeah, it is hundred percent. What about, it was about a minute and a half of, we'll call it new footage, but there's a lot of the footage from the first trailer in there. The new footage we got of Black Widow. I mean, the, the footage looks good. The fight scenes, the we got more Black Mask. Yeah, it, it looks cool. Are you, are you, um, t- Taskmaster? What, whatever. Black Mask DC. Um, fuck ever. Again, I, I, I still <laughs> feel like this movie's like three, four years late. Like, yeah, my excitement is not like ah, like for the, like a new like Avengers movie or or Marvel movie. You're, you're hype. Not to get into like the politics of it, this should have been the first female movie. This, yeah, a hundred percent instead of Captain Marvel. Hundred percent. She deserves it. She does. It was just it was just late. Like I feel like they just kind of like they threw her a bone. Yeah. They, they gave her a good pay. I I I, I think she's great. In the I don't know if they threw her a bone. She's she's a phenomenal actress. No, she and deserves every penny. You no, know, like they threw her like, here. You deserve your own solo movie after kind of appearing and everything else. Well, plus, she's dead now. Like sh- this is her last chance to be in the MCU. Yes, yeah, she I mean, died so, in Endgame. Yeah, so so it's, I don't know. It's just like there's <clears> no like. I feel there's no stake. There's no stakes. Because we know how it ends. I feel if this movie came out before Endgame and it was the bridge. I don't know what movie it would replace in the MCU. Maybe Ant-Man 2 or something. Even though Ant-Man 2 or Ant-Man and the Wasp, I'm sorry, did play a actually big story in the Endgame kind of yeah. mythology. Um, I feel like this movie coming before Captain Marvel. And even if Captain Marvel stayed in March before fucking April for Endgame, which was one month, which was way too short. We yeah. needed a little bit more time for that to breathe because the the sour taste of Captain Marvel for a lot of people turned off Endgame, even though it's the highest grossing film of all time. It could have done better. Um, if you give me a Black Widow film and she does whatever she does and blah, 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 and then she dies in Endgame, and we know it's the end of her story, yeah. It that it gave us weight. It yeah. gives you stakes, and you're like, oh, fuck, that's the last time we're going to see her. But we now know it's not. Yeah. We're going to see her in a whole movie. And as weird as this is, this movie can get sequels. Yeah, it, but. It can. I, I don't think it will. Neither though. do I. Yeah. But it can, because it doesn't. It's not going to end at Endgame. It's like if it makes. The like, final scene's not going to be her running off the fucking cliff. Like, you know, kind of. If the film makes over a billion or something, maybe it's like. Right, well, we actually have a great idea for another backstory, but it's like, nah, I, I'm kind of after, after that one. I'm over. Like, she got her solo film. Well, I think we're all we're getting. And the, she's getting older. We're not even that. We're getting Wandavision, so we're going to get more female presence in the TV yep. space. We're also probably getting that big crossover film with all the women 
Uh, like that big shot in Endgame where they're all the six women and then Spider-Man just comes in the just shot. Just minus Black Widow. Right. Yeah. But who, I can't, I think, is there a name for them? Oh, it was Asgard, Asgardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy? No, that was... Uh, I thought it was Asgardians of the Galaxy, I think. No, that's when Thor joins the Guardians. Isn't it? When he said that? He said, Asgardians of the Galaxy. I can't he remember. He does say that, but I thought they had their own title. I think when all the women are in the shot, I think there is like a name for that in comic book lore. I'm sorry. Um, I thought it was Asgard. I could friend, be wrong. Fans and friends, please let us know. Um, but I think that like the women of the MCU are safe. Captain Marvel's going to get a sequel. Oh, yeah, so 100%. All that. So, and I hope that it takes place after Endgame, not in the 90s again. But Agreed. So you're, this this will continue. This was To me, this is just another action movie in the MCU. There's no stakes, like you said. Yeah. And there's nothing really to look forward to. She doesn't have any – this sounds – sorry to say. She doesn't have any powers. Well, She's just a really smart, really fast, agile spy who can use a gun. And I think that's cool for the female James Bond kind of thing yeah. she's got going on. But at the end of the day, she doesn't wield a hammer. She doesn't have uh, infinite strength in aging. She doesn't turn green. She doesn't shrink like an ant. Yeah. She's just there. And to me, all this is is kind of like Uncharted Tomb Raider. This is, to me, a female James Bond movie. Yeah. And I'm kind of not there for it. I could see myself skipping this movie entirely. I mean, I think I'm kind of just more excited to finally see Taskmaster live on screen. Just He looked better in this trailer than he did in the first Yeah, one. I just kind of hope maybe he gets like another mask kind of midway or like near the end of the, mo- the, the movie. Now, uh, another comic book movie, but not DC or MCU. What would you think of the second trailer for Bloodshot? Yeah, it's Bloodshot. It's Vin Diesel. This is Valiant's first, I, I believe their first yes. attempt at a live action. Correct. And I think it's about time. They, they I, I read this is a, trailer two. Trailer two. Yeah, we did talk about trailer. Which one. I was kind of, I was into the first one. It kind of got my attention to same. Two. Special effects look really good. Yeah, there was a one part where his face like like feels like it's getting shot off or peeling. Yeah, off. he turns back and starts shooting. I, it looks good. I, I like Vin Diesel. I know. I think you either love him or hate him. And I don't know. I, I, I this I, trailer just didn't do anything extra. Yeah. Like, if I was a three, I'm a. Th- Two nine or three one, like, like, but, but it's solid. Three. But, <laughs> so like, <laughs> like uh, again, just like I mean, just it's just like with Morbius Black Widow. It's yeah. I'm not like fighting the, at the bit. I'm not going to be there. Midnight. Like, how but, much backstory do you know about Bloodshot? N- not much. I still didn't even see the goddamn uh, Bat in the Sun with Jason David Frank played for that TV series. I still want to see that. I just know that the superhero beatdown. It, it it is it's that's the same the same guys, yeah, but they have their own web series of. I think it's um. Oh, of like uh, a- it's called Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe, oh, and gotcha. then uh, Bloodshot shows up. And I, I just know that I think that was gets- on Machinima before Machinima shut down. Yeah, yeah, actually, was. I watched the the White Ranger versus Scorpion. I love. I think fight. that's a great one. I watched that one. That was cool. So, like, I, I think that I, I think it's going to do good because it's it's Vin Diesel. He is, he's got his his loyal following. I just hope that it, it kind of sets up the rest of the Valiant Universe. So we get Ninjak. So we get Archie and, and Armstrong and all the rest of the crew. Yeah, again, I look at this as an opportunity, just like Guardians, just like Eternals coming up. Because Eternals, yeah, too, 100%. is coming at the end of the year. Could have made our lists. Lot, not a lot of people know those characters. If Bloodshot is done right and you've got a great star to kind of like lead the charge yeah. in Vin Diesel, it could be done right. It could set up a yeah. bigger universe. I just th- I think Bloodshot gets like <clears throat> brainwashed by the government to use as like their assassin, their weapon, and eventually I think he gets control of it and like, yep. he wants revenge. Ruben Fleischer, who did Venom, he directed Venom and he directed the original Zombieland, is reported to be the top choice to take over <sighs> the Uncharted film as the seventh director. I mean, is seventh a lucky number? I hope. Seven I want to. I want to see this movie. 
I mean, uh, you know, Venom was, you know, it was okay. It was a movie. Zombieland was good. I, I actually enjoyed Venom it. Venom was a movie. Venom, to me, I still cheesily enjoyed. Yeah, it's, it's like, it was okay. It was, I'm not chomping at the bit to watch it again. I'm not going to watch it like 50 twice. more times in my life. I, th- I saw it two or three times. I saw it twice, and I'm happy that I did. And yeah. I'm looking forward to Venom 2, like, just enough. Yeah, because I think that they're going to tweak funny. what worked and, and just I agree. cut whatever it is. Hard yeah. agree. I think they're the second. this is going to be a case where the second movie is better than the first. But... In my 2020 wish list, I wish the Uncharted movie would just kind of go away. I almost just feel bad for it. I just want it. I want it. I'm sorry. Give me, give me all the Uncharted Mark stuff. Mark Wahlberg and Tom Holland is promising, but seven directors. Oh, come oh, on. You know, is Ruben willing to work with Tom Holland's Spider-Man schedule? Because that was reportedly the reason why a couple other directors left. Who knows? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's. It, I'm sure it sucks. Hey, we gotta fit in eight MCU <laughs> movies. Good luck. And now with the Spidey Sony universe, it's only more crazy. Uh, Nicholas Holt, who uh, was in Dark Phoenix, has been cast in Mission Pos- Mission Impossible Seven and Eight. Yeah, he, he played Beast in, in, yeah. in the X Men. Holy shit! I actually really like him as an actor. I Two believe I think, I think he's playing the villain. If I'm not mistaken, I don't know if they said that or not. I think I read it from one source, but it wasn't confirmed. But I think he's a great actor. I love Tom Cruise. I love the Mission Impossible movies, but I just can't believe six that. wasn't I, like no, enough for you. I like, just can't not. believe they're on they greenlit seven and eight. It's just dude, people keep going. It keeps making money. You're one of them. Hey, yeah. I, I'll pay the you 10, saw 50 bucks, right? You saw six and yeah, theaters. I did. Yo. Yeah. yo. Toss a coin your witcher. Henry was great in six. <laughs> Hans Zimmer will be scoring No Time to Die. That's pretty My cool. boy. Dude. Which I, is the I, Bond 25. Th- this was tough to keep off my list because I really I, I really want to see. I really want. I was you know, because we were mentioning this. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll just kind of talk in like, because you, we all know that I love I love the Bond movies. Daniel Craig's I last. I gave Casino Royale a shot. And, and actually, r- real quick, I'm going to go on IGN real fast because they actually just posted something right before we started, and it got my attention. Yeah, and I know you're super hyped for Bond 25. Like I said, I tried to get into Casino Royale. It did not hit for me. It, like, I read the description on uh, on demand, and it said, like, James Bond goes and plays this high-stakes card game. I got an hour into it, and he's chasing a dude on a scaffold. And I'm like, where's the poker? I actually just want to watch. So I went and watched Rounders because I wanted to yeah, watch there was, poker. There, there was good poker in there. Yeah, I like loved, late in the movie. I, I want to go it. watch, uh, oh, my God, what's the movie with? No, uh, no. when he comes back, Marshall? he's like, man, that last hand nearly killed me. I was like, ah! Like, I, oh, because he got shot, almost got shot or something. No, he got poisoned. So oh, he had to go back to the fiddler. He passed out. The chick came back and, gotcha. and brought him back to life. But here's a quote from the longtime James Bond producer, Barbara Broccoli, says Bond can be played Broccoli? by... Broccoli? Yeah, literally. That's how it's spelled. Unless unless she says it differently, but it's spelled Broccoli, isn't it? Uh, Broccoli. Broccoli. I call her Broccoli. <laughs> played by a person... I, I don't have my glasses on. Give me a break. <laughs> uh, uh, Bond can be played by a person of color, but not a woman. Here's her exact quote. James Bond can't be of any color, but he is male. I believe we should be creating new characters for women. Strong female characters. I'm not particularly interested in taking a a male character and having a woman play. I think women are far more interesting than that. Black Widow. Just kidding. No, but I feel like I agree. Like, there's so. Why would you want to do that? Create your create your own story. Let's be fair. It's 2020. That's why. No, true, but that's why. Yeah, no, you're not hating. Just a social commentary. That it's 2020, no, and nothing uh, can be the way it was. Everything has changed. Yeah, 100%. That's the world we live in. Uh, but Hans Zimmer scoring the movie is pretty damn cool. Hans Zimmer, legendary composer, by the way. Legend, wait for it. 
Derry. Joker is headed back to theaters for one week following its 11 no- uh, nominations for an Oscar. What a crazy... Yeah, I, I, I didn't expect that it was going to get 11. Yeah. I mean, it was good to see Joaquin win. He got the the Golden Globe. You know, he His speech was a little awkward, but, you know... Joker is at 1069000000 now. If it goes back for the week and makes 20... Well, actually, 15 million, nope, 16 million, 16 million, it will pass The Dark Knight Rises. Wow. As the 12th highest grossing superhero film ever. Joker. 11th, if you don't count The Incredibles 2. Joker had a fantastic run. Yeah. Wow. So it'll, it'll and The Dark Knight Rises 2012, we saw that together yep. in theaters. We see a lot of movies. Well, no, no we don't really anymore. That was, that was a sad commentary. <laughs> <laughs> that was a look behind the curtain. Holy shit. I can't remember the last time I saw a movie with you. Star Wars. Oh my god, we just went to the movie. Jesus movies. Christ, I thought my memory was bad. Well, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the party, pal. Uh, Uncut Gems is coming back to Netflix on January 30th. Or not coming back, going to Netflix on January 31st. I was so pumped to hear this news. However, internationally, not in the US, that date is to be determined. At least there's a glimmer of hope that this movie's coming to Netflix soon. And I can watch it. Well, all the peeps in UK, I, I cannot recommend yeah. Uncut Gems enough. I honestly think Adam Sandler got snubbed. I think... Two- so did Kathy Bates on Twitter. Did? Kathy. She, oh, she didn't get nominated. No, no, she did for one of her roles. But oh. Adam Sandler shouted her out and she was like, you should have too. He, I, I think two people got snubbed this year. I think 100% Adam Sandler, two, Eddie Murphy for Dolomite Is My Name. 100% them two got snubbed. Hands I'm surprised down. you didn't haven't like talked about that yet, like a lot. I just I'm kind of wrote I'm, I made a list of what's eventually going to be my pick of the week, so I'm just just saving it for the right time. Let's go to our box office for the week, uh, number ten, falling from number six at five point one million dollars. Spies in disguise, number nine, falling from number seven, hanging on to the list at five point six million dollars is Knives Out. Number eight, falling from number four at five point nine million dollars is Frozen Two. Number seven, new to the list and bombing. That's seven million dollars is underwater. I think that's Kristen Stewart. Number yeah, six, falling from number three at seven point eight million dollars is Little Women. Number five, up from number thirty, Jesus. with a twelve thousand five hundred and seventy eight percent increase to nine point seven million dollars is Just Mercy. Maybe that was in select and then got moved to. Yeah, Walmart, I can't even Phoenix think of what Just Mercy is. Uh, number four, new to the list at $10 million, is Like a Boss, the Sasha Banks story. I'm kidding. It's not a Sasha yeah, Banks movie. I was movie. like, uh, what? <laughs> it's not a Sasha, but it could be. Number three, falling from number two at $14 million, is Jumanji, the next level. Number it's two, falling from number one at $15.1 million and crossing a billion, is Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, I, I think know. Sean individually contributed the $15 million oh, he, to that I, movie. I, I think he's he saw what, four, five? four times and one of them in 4DX. God bless him. Um, check out his newest uh, episode on his new feed. He does a 55-minute review, and, and he shouts out your boys. He might have taken a few little jabs in there. Oh, I, I, I didn't listen to it yet. He might have taken a few little subtle jabs. It's on the docket. Yeah, oh, dude, I expect us to get fucking pounded. Spicy hot content. <laughs> And number one, up from number 17, a 5,000% increase to $37 million, almost even, is 1917. That had to have been a select release. I was actually talking to Sean Bob. I was like, how was, I four, I was, like, how was four, four, 4DX? He's like, dude, it was like, I've never experienced Like, I want to see 1917. Like, Yo, let me know. I'm interested. I want to see that movie. I heard Sam, direct, Sam Mendes in, directed a masterpiece. In 4DX? Yeah. 
Night, a war movie in 40X could be, dude, bullets whizzing by dude, your ears. Dude, I'm in. Holy Let's shit. Let's do it. I, I, I'd rather, I'd rather do it, do it on a big, a big movie. Something that I want to be shaking in my seat, like, oh shit, yeah. I smell gunpowder. I don't know what I'm, you I know, truly, what do you do over I there? truly feel like Endgame would have been a better experience for me if I saw that in 40X. If that was, I don't even think the technology was around this time last year. That was cool. I wish I saw Spider-Man. A lot of people oh, Far From Home. Seat was, was shaking when he said Avengers Assemble. I would elbow both people sitting next to me, punch the guy in the throat in front of me. We didn't see that together. Did we? Mm. I saw it with Tom Flynn, and I saw it with someone else. Was that someone it else? It might have been you. You? Might have, I, they all blur. Was might it, have been. Was it Pope Joy and you? It was the three of us? It might have been. It might have been. I, I think, think we might that, all met there. I think, I think we all, we met, all there. met there. Yeah, yeah. And I think I, it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was it. All right, that's it for the movie section. We're on to – this is going to be the longest television section we've ever had. So with that <laughs> caveat that with this is we are not going to spend a lot of time on every single story. We just, yeah. we just can't. We're, we're already 45 it. in. We don't have it in us. <laughs> This is yeah, we're both feeling not feeling too great. And it's nine thirty at night yeah. on a Thursday. Well, we so. make it work. We're trying to bring you the energy, bring you the good content that you guys deserve. Sam, you've been gushing about this off the air. I want you yes. to have a chance to talk about it on the air. Crisis on Infinite Earths, the crossover from the CW, the fourth or fifth? Yeah, one. fourth and fifth. Fourth? No, no, like the actual crossover. I think this is the fourth year or the third year doing. I it? think it's sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen. Third. I think it's it, it fourth. Third, I think it's that. It's over. The final two episodes have come out. And uh, before I read the review, what'd you think? I spoiler for you guys. Cool. I, I, okay. I want you guys to be surprised. Is I was I somehow didn't get it ruined for me. Um, I thought this was hands down their best crossover yet. I don't know how the hell they incorporate all these stories, all all these characters. Were they like, only an hour each? Well, I figure 40, minutes. forty-two minutes wow. with did commercials. They, did they feel rushed? Well, uh, because of a lot of cameos. I mean, they're, they're, they're just trying to tell so. There's so many characters. Like some guys only get a couple jet like lines and jabs and time wise. And I mean, they're lucky they got that. It just they're trying to service like 20 plus characters. They're throwing all these cameos. Like the only spoiler I'll tell you, it's minor, but one of the co-creators of the story, Crisis on Infinite Earth, Marv Wolfman, has a freaking cameo, and it was so freaking. Cool. I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's just. Yeah, a cool that, it, it, it was just a little. If you're a comic nerd, if yeah, you read, cr- cool he's a co- co-writer of uh, Crisis. I thought it was freaking sweet. I'm sure if, if you read comic, you just cheese once you saw him because you know who Marv Wolfman is. Um, every single f- character I thought was really good. I actually kind of really like what they did with Stephen Amell with his character. Um, I don't want to say too much there. I really, I, I give major shout outs to Brandon Routh. I thought he was awesome as the Kingdom Come Superman. I thought he was awesome as just regular Superman. He's great as Ray Palmer. They, he got, kind of got his final tip of the hat to play that role. And I, I just thought that was fantastic. I hope you guys kind of caught all these little Easter eggs, these end credit scenes, at the, especially, Cameos. At the, especially at the end of episode five when they kind of, just set up. Just you know, obviously, if you know, if you know, sort of crisis. Eventually, no, no idea. The whole world, the whole universe is going to die. So eventually, they they fix everything, and just the way they set up different Earths, I I cannot say that I, I. It was just the perfect bow to end this crossover event, and you know, I don't know how the hell you can top this because obviously all the shows, but we know the arrow's gone. What can you do next year? How? How can you top it? Like, every year I say, how can you top it? They, they top it. Every, next year, they topped it. This one's a crisis. What, which story's bigger than a crisis? I don't, I don't, I don't know, but I'm, I'm interested in hell to find out what it's going to be. So I, I can't freaking sit, just watch Crisis on Infinite Earth. Five-part cro- mini crossover series. It was fantastic. CW, 
You did it again. Without spoiling it, there are cameos mm. from pieces of DC that you never would have expected. Yeah, I mean, legit, they canonized everything I think they possibly could have. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Just leave it at that. IGN lumped in their review for it in both episodes. Okay. So one review, two episodes. The wait was hard, but the final two chapters of Crisis on Infinite Earths more than live up to the hype. Both episodes managed to reflect the flavor of their respective series while bringing the larger crossover to a popular, a proper conclusion. Blank is given a heroic send-off that Blank deserves. I'll say they deserve. Fans are treated to one fantastic cameo after another, and the stage is set for an even bigger and more unified TV universe. 95. 9 That's solid. And I'm interested to see where they're going to go. Because I know Arrow's next episode is a backdoor pilot for... Uh, canaries and the green green canaries, black canaries, something. His his daughter and the canaries. Yeah. yeah. So I'm interested. Hey, I'm, I'm going to... Green Arrow and the it. Canaries or something? Yeah, I don't know. If green she... Canary and the Arrows? <laughs> it's a band from the Green 70s. Arrow and the Canaries? That's I don't know. One of them. Green Eggs and Ham? I, it's his daughter. Wherever we're at. Yeah. Uh, All or Nothing premieres February 7th on Amazon Prime Video. Every year, I look forward to All or Nothing. If you think of Hard Knocks on HBO, where they go through training camp with one NFL football team and give you a behind-the-scenes look, Amazon Prime does something similar where they actually go through the regular season with an NFL team, uh, and they go behind closed doors in the meetings, into this, into that. The first season was the Arizona Cardinals. The next season was the St. Louis Rams. Then after that was, I think, the Cowboys. Last year was the Carolina Panthers. And this year is the Philadelphia Eagles. Pissed. So I get an in-depth look. Of us just falling apart all season, but we made the playoffs, won the division. I, I, I know. I, it, that's it's like, more like, than no, that to me. No, it's no, it's, like, the, it's awesome. more than that. It's the inner. Uh, I get, we get to go into the coaching. You get rooms. a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, we get to go yeah. into the. the no, it, 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 of course, it's, it's the Eagle. We're going to love play. it. But and like, because of all the injuries, I'm excited to see how they take that. I just wish they could have done it when we won the Super Bowl. But February seventh on Prime. Eight episodes is usually where they're at, and they're an hour long. So if you want a glimpse behind the curtain of the Philadelphia Eagles 2019 injury-riddled playoff-bound season, check out All or Nothing on Amazon Prime Video free with your Amazon Prime subscription. Not a sponsor. Shameless has been renewed for season 11, its final season. Wow. I kind of thought this was its final season. I said it to Ash. I was like, oh, is the final what? season good? And she's like, of what? I said, Shameless. She goes, it ain't the final season. No, I said, yeah. redacted. Yeah. Well... The UK version went ten seasons, so you, I guess, right. it's us. Like, we got to beat them by one, one season. So I, this show, it had a hell of a ride. I, I, yeah, they still do their crazy shit. I don't, I don't think it's as good as maybe as when it, it first hasn't started. Been good since season six. I, I miss. I ain't gonna lie. I miss, I miss Fiona. Fiona. I miss Fiona. I miss I, Jimmy Steve. We call him no. Jimmy I, Steve. I, I do. I Jimmy. I hope or somehow Fiona comes back in season eleven somehow. I would to the be final, honest. The final episode should have her and Jimmy come back for one little cameo and then ride off in the. Season. I I just hate how they wrote off Jimmy in the last season of like that. He was, a, was such like a complete like asshole. I just, I just fucking Dude, hate he was him. an asshole, and then they just put him like just like they captured him and stuffed him on a boat, and then he's gone. No, like, he came. No, he came back again with it with an old. Oh girl. Right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right, I don't right, think you right, caught right. up to that season. But he came back, but they just no, kind no, of, I did, I saw it all. They just wrote him like an asshole. I don't know. I, I just didn't agree. That was the only thing I didn't like with Jimmy. Shameless Steve. hasn't been good since because I do love Justin Chadwick. He's even good. Though him and Emmy basically ruined live action Dragon Ball. I still like that him. was that was writing Dragon Ball Evolution. That was more writing. That was bad. It was writing. a bit of everything. Was it really? Yeah. I've seen it once. And no, I was, and, and you know, 
like that's an older movie. Being a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z, it actually hurts. Like you like, didn't like James Marsters as Piccolo. James, oh uh, James Masters, Marsters, Marsters, Masters, whatever. It's oh, Mar- no Masters, Masters, Marsden, Masters. Yeah, it's the guy who plays. Yeah, no, James Buffett. Marsden is yeah, the yeah, other yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. he plays. I, I mean, I, I, I think I just think they could have made him look cooler. To be honest, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, they made a white guy a green alien. True. It's like. CG wasn't there yet. (laughs) (laughs) True, true. Uh, Anyways, Westworld 3 comes back on HBO March 15th featuring Chiboy Aaron Paul. I still didn't finish season 2. But you liked season 1. I love season 1, but 2, I think I was maybe 4 in. I just kind of like drifted out. Maybe I'll drift back in. Do you even listen to yourself when you talk? Yeah, I drifted out. HBO programming chief Casey Bloys believes the Game of Thrones prequel series House of the Dragon will come in 2022. I kind of like that. It's far though, man. Is Game of Thrones going to be so far out of the pop culture mindset? Or is book six going to drop next year and the hype will be there? I mean, I it's think one of two. Things. I believe that should be the marketing plan to give us a break from Game of Thrones. Give us we had two years, eight years of give it. Give us two years off. Bam, drop you, the book. You bring that book. Bam, everyone's hyped back, and then you. If next it's a year, good book, I'm sure, dude. Everyone's loved every <laughs> book he's good, written. Yeah, but if he ends it, if he ends the story, well, there's one more after it. There's one more after this book. Okay, he's almost. That's not dead. coming until 2049. He's got one foot in the grave. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends it with this book and says, you know, book seven, we're going to do it. It's going to be a prequel novel to The House of the Dragon, which I'm pretty what sure probably say, watch, already exists. The last line, watch season eight of Game of Thrones. Ha, 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 ha. And that's how he ends it. Uh, yeah, I actually like the idea of having two years off and then the book uh, in 2021 and then the show in 2022 just to get people hyped and also give people a while to read the book. Yeah, true. Not everybody reads it's going to be about 1400 pages. Yeah. And, and not everybody reads books quickly or buys them when they come out. Books like sneakily come out yeah. shows, you know, but video games, Tuesday and Friday I say, movies, Friday. This is a book that it, I don't think it's going to be a sneaky release. You're, you're right. You're once, right. Once people find out it's going to blow up. Yeah. Uh, be prepared. Amazon. And, uh, yeah, Barnes & Noble lines out the door. If season eight was any better, though, that book sale – the book sales got hurt from season eight being that bad. Because the I, casual I don't, fan I – don't, I, don't, I think now people are, are biting at the bit to, but George, the George, George, please. fan, though, probably says, oh, fuck Game of Thrones. I'm out. Now, the people like us who love Game of Thrones, the argument there is I want to see it done right. So let me read yeah, the book. Plus, nine out of ten times, the books are better than the movie or TV show anyway. In anything. Not even just Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, Again, and I'm psyched for the House of the Dragon because it focuses on the Targaryens. It's a prequel series set hundreds of years before the events of the Game of Thrones proper. So we're not going to get character crossovers and things like that. We're not going to get Khaleesi in the form of uh, of Amelia Clark or anything yeah. like that. I'm psyched on that. I like when I like when shows we like explore a different universe. Maybe like one character crossover, like Better Call Saul is a good example. I like that. I like it even better when it's nobody and it's the Game of Thrones banner, but it's a completely new story and new cast. Like I dig that too. I can think of like Fear the Walking Dead, which until Morgan crossed over was its own thing. And and that's a bad example of how to do it. Horrible example. Uh, But Game of Thrones being a thousand or 500 years before, there is no zombie outbreak that's happening same time. This is a completely different era with a lot of different kingdoms and, and places we're ne- we've never seen before. So I'm psyched on that. Um, and it's just a new cast to be able to fall in love with. And it also, kind of like we talked about with the Skywalker saga, the the, season, the eight seasons we got are done. They're done. Yeah. They're never coming back. We can wipe that from our memory yeah. and start over. And I like that idea. 
of being able to, to do that. Uh, Picard, the Star Trek show, has been picked up for season two, despite not premiering yet for season one. Good sign. You know, I like that they have faith. You know, that's a good sign that they have. We, we have a solid first season. We have more story to tell. And, you know, Patrick Stewart, I, you know, we never watched really the original Star Treks like that. I mean, I, I think it's a hard pass for us. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, hey, all you Star Trekians, get out. Trekkies. Trekkies. Uh, in the <laughs> research in the research I was doing for our top three this week and looking at all the TV shows coming out, in the top 20 most hyped TV, this was in every yeah, one of them. I so agree. This I, is, I a lot of folks are excited to see Picard. We're a pass on that. It's not because we're going to hate. It's just not our, not our cup of tea. But we wanted to have it on the show for the people that do like it. A Peter Pan sequel series called The League of Pan weird name has been announced for sci-fi it follows peter pan and company when they're old i just don't know how i feel yeah i i I do i read that i was like i kind of read it twice i was like really this is where they're going and peter pan goes to sci-fi not disney plus yeah i like what i hey i I, will i'll say about sci-fi they they took chances they took chances with krypton um i still got to catch up on the newest season of magicians that's fantastic one show where the the guy from svu turns blue mad happy yes that and that and that's that's, that's, that's a shame that that got canceled after season two and that was that was phenomenal but hey they're they're taking a chance and got to give them credit there i just don't know maybe there's some licensing thing i just don't understand why peter pan's not going to disney plus i'm sorry the league of pan i don't know why it's got to be a tv show rights thing i guess but speaking of sci-fi sci-fi also announces a child's play series that is a sequel set after all seven films including the one that came out in 2019 there was another Chucky show somewhere announced, or maybe it was. Yeah, I thought it was, and it was animated. Some I don't remember what it was, but this has been greenlit that we're going to get it to sci-fi. Any show that goes to sci-fi that's horror immediately takes a downgrade. Yeah, because like, you're not going to get the rated. You're not going to get the. Yeah. You're not going to get the spicy hot content that child's play fans, the child, the child's playians, uh, <laughs> yeah. look forward to in their Chucky. But it's a cable TV show. Like, American Horror Story is pretty much the max of what you're going to get from a TV horror. Um, you're not going to get, like, how, like, how, was that Haunting Hill House? Whatever it's called. House on Haunting Hill or something. That fucking Netflix show that is creepy. Oh, I, oh they said it was a scary the show. I refuse to watch it. Oh, sorry. sorry. Right. We're sorry. not, listen, we're not horror savants. I do like a child's play every now and again. Those movies are kind of yeah, fun. Yeah, but, but a sequel or a TV series, ah, I'm good. Especially on cable. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Silence of the Lambs, a sequel series to that, <laughs> has been God. announced for CBS called Clarice. It's set in 1993, <sighs> one year after the original film. It will not have in it. Ow. Everybody knows you can't have Anthony Hopkins. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want it. I, I, I'm not a scary movie. I did see that one. He's creepy as hell, but not what in it. What the hell's his name? Hannibal Lecter? Yeah, Hannibal the Lecter. only good Hannibal Lecter line is not even from Hannibal Lecter. Wait, wasn't there a TV show called Hannibal? No, that was a movie. No, the TV show with what's his name? Oh, there was a TV show. He was too. the bad guy in Casino there Royale. Was, there the was. guy with the eye. And, uh, I forget his name. Red Dragon was the sequel, I think it was called. Was it? Yeah. And then... And then Hannibal. Was I, I heard he was actually good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I never That's saw a good it. Point. This is more tied into the film because yeah. it's about Clarice a year afterwards. The only funny, the best, the best line from Hannibal is fucking Jim Carrey in the Cable Guy when he puts the chicken skin on his face. Oh, God. silence! Yep. Of the last creepy as shit. <laughs> it's super creepy. The Cable Guy is low key scary. No, it's it's a low key 
the weird freaking movie. The green eyes scene still gets yeah. me yeah. to this day. Jim Carrey, calm down with that shit, man. When he busts through the door, he's like, uh, oh, I'm getting nightmares now and I'm awake. That's how fucked up that was. NBC has announced a new series called Young Rock, which is centered around the formative years of The Rock's life. 11 episodes and Dwayne The Rock Johnson will appear in every episode. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, again, it's another more like I, I love The Rock. I know he has an interesting journey to get here. We yep. know his father passed. Rest in peace. Yeah, that was this week. Um, you now you're seeing like uh, Ric Flair and all the guys kind of posting pictures and paying their respects. Um, eleven episodes. You know, The Rock's got you know every freaking how deal. much how much football, how much wrestling. That's interesting to me. The story coming to this country from Samoa. I mean, you're, you you got to get everything. You have to interesting. Live action Moana, potentially. Uh, I, I, he's in Moana. I make the joke, but um, I, it just, it just. I love won't... The Rock. Baller is one of my yeah. favorite shows of recent memory. I just don't know how much I care. If that's not, I feel like he kind of like told us his life. Like between, like I follow him on Instagram. He's always doing stories, third generation superstar, and... intercontinental champion, die Rocky, die turned heel. Then it was yeah. fly, Rocky fly. Yeah. Come on, baby. So, I mean, hey, if you're a huge wrestling fan, there you go. You want to talk a, about a self-made billionaire? Maybe billions. I don't know if he's a billionaire. Yeah, like, and he said that's why he has seven bucks entertainment. He had seven bucks in his pocket. Yeah, dude. He's 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 the guy. Yep. Like, man, for what he did to his character, and I'm sure Vince had a lot to do with that, but he, he crushed I'm it. I'm sure. You has been officially renewed for season three. This show was popular for season one. When season two dropped, it became a pop culture phenomenon. Everyone's talking about you. I I I, I thought I've been like seeing a lot of people like negative with you season two. The, there's a twist that some people are mad yeah, about. Yeah, I, I know. actually liked it. I think you is completely overrated. Is it? Yeah, I, I I do. I heard everyone rave of season one, but season two, I just heard more. I think I yeah. heard more negative than positive. Season one, and I never seen an episode, so I have no skin. Season in. one was really good, and I was super into it to a point. And then the twist of that season happened, and I gave up. I actually gave up the episode before the finale of season one. Oh, and wow. Haven't, and haven't watched it. I'm not like you. Yeah. I can just shut, my, no, dude, shut it up oh. and walk away at any time. I also have a wife who's just going to keep watching. So, like. But I give you credit for just, I'm good. Because I got so much other shit. Yeah, no. I'm not going to commit myself I give you credit. to anything. Like, Shit's Creek, great show. I'm in. Shit's Gr- Creek? Yeah, yeah. It's on Netflix. It's from Pop. It's a comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we talked about it. I think a, co- a family that that uh, they were rich. They had this huge mansion. And then everything gets taken away from them. And they they actually bought a town, so they go to that town and live out of a motel. It's a comedy half okay. hour. Um, the dad from American Pie is in it. Eugene oh, Eugene Levy. Levy. I love Eugene he, Levy. He actually created it and writes it. He's the dad. Nice. The mom from Home Alone. Is in it. That was just on two days ago, and yeah, I, I so, call it the last twenty minutes. So she's in it. They're the parents, and it's a it's a pretty damn funny show. So that's that's really good. that's cool. Superman and Lois. We talked about it getting announced, but it now gets the official green light, the official series order from the CW. Also, same with Walker, the Walker Texas Ranger like prequelish series. Oh, with uh, Jared Padalecki. With Jared Padalecki of Supernatural. So those two shows, while previously announced, are now good to go. So we're we're ready to roll on those. We'll be getting those soon. And usually they're full series. It's usually 22, 23 episodes. That's a lot. And if you watch a lot the crossover. Walker. There was a nice little uh-huh, something uh-huh. with these two, so it's and something's going to add to it, Walker, whether it's good or bad. I never thought Walker Texas Ranger would show up in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Well, I, I can tell you, <laughs> I, I I can promise you that they don't that they don't show up. Build a Bear is selling a Baby Yoda plush. Some people will say the child. 
Sean. <laughs> some people. We love you, brother. Some people. Uh, but no release date yet and no price set. I, I mean, I. How much would you pay for a Build a Bear Baby Yoda? 20 bucks. Yeah, that's where I'm at. That's not, you know. But I'm sure it's going to cost you like 50, 75, 100 bucks. But I mean, it's a no brainer. You have to make this move. You're going to make a boatload of money. Well, Build a Bear was smart to make the the the, the partnership happen. Like, oh, my God. They were smart for doing that. And not just letting Baby Yoda. All they Yoda sold was his, money. Yeah. Baby Yoda. I won't be surprised. Top the top search of nineteen slash twenty is Baby Yoda. I was expecting a cool stuffed animal, so I can that'd put be, that'd be you know an ugly can, doll. You know how you can record <laughs> shit though and put it in its little heart. I would get him from the show. Oh, like, I spoke. I have spoken, and just press his little thumb and be like, "I have spoken." I would love that, dude. That's still one of my favorite lines from that show. It's great. I love it. This is the way. Amazon has announced a Jack Reacher series coming to Prime Video. Jack Reacher, of course, based on the 20-book series by Lee Child. And I believe this was a Tom Cruise movie before. Yeah, he made two movies. but And I never read the, the novels, but I know the author kind of was like, yeah, Tom Cruise was okay, but he's not Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher's 6'4". Tom Cruise is like 5'7". On a good day. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I think he had a good run. He's getting old there, and especially if you want to tell a, a longer story, hire a new actor, give, me a, give us someone that we don't know. Give us an unfamiliar face to, to kind of continue this story. Again, not news of the announcement. This has already been announced. But the John Wick spinoff show, The Continental, which sounds awesome. The yeah. best part about that damn yeah. movies, arguably, will most likely hit stars after the fourth film. The news is that fourth film is slated for May 2021. So expect mid to late 2021, so about a year and a half, until we get The Continental on stars. Uh, there is a major cable company right now potentially losing stars, so this could suck for a majority of the country. Oh, Jesus. Well, then, if they... Including you. I hope that maybe I'd have to get a damn another streaming service, which I, I hope not. I, I Does stars do one? I don't know, but I'm sure they will figure out something. Or if not, I'd be like... Mom and Dad, we gotta go to no, we gotta go fire. No, no. At that point, I would say, we cancel everything, we wait a little bit, once it gets close, and say... I would like to get that free 30-day trial and then binge the whole series. We live on the 30-day trial. Uh, I have some impressions for Pokemon Twilight Wings Episode 1. Oh, you watched it. Yeah, okay. we announced this when it was announced <laughs> a month or two ago, whatever, right before. So right before or right after Sword and Shield, I think right after. Uh, and this is something that Pokemon's been doing on their YouTube channel over the past couple of generations. They do a short five-minute set of uh, mini-series episodes introducing you to a new region and or telling a new story. We started in 2013 with Origins, five half-hour episodes that were great. Yeah. You loved them. Then they did Generations, 16 or 17, five to seven-minute chunks of just telling stories. This one, they focused completely on the Galar region. Uh, and the first episode, I will tell you, Six minutes and one second. I like that it's short. I like that it's short. So you hit it and quit it. It's on our Facebook channel or our Facebook page right now. If you want to watch it, it's about a young a young boy named Johnny or John who is watching the champion of the Galar region on TV battle another gym leader, and they're going at it. And you find out that he's actually in a hospital. He's got a childhood illness. He's been battling his whole life. He spent his whole life in a hospital bed, and so like the little Pokemon with the sympathy, crazy. Uh, and then he has a friend. Um, through the through the friend uh, and the dialogue, you find out that he wants to meet the champion of the Galar region. And the chairman of Galar comes to the hospital to visit the children. Um, I will leave it at that as to how that kind of shapes out and how the kid pleased to see the champion. But what we saw was Charizard and Machamp and all the old... The classics. But we saw 
Corviknight. Because he's a flying yep. taxi. So we saw Corviknight in this episode. Corviknight is the biggest bird I have ever seen from Pokemon. Like, huge. He's like... How, how's the animation? 6'5". It looks better than Origins. Okay. So it's good. It's very, very good. Um, so six-minute chunk. Check it out. We're going to get four more, all five to six minutes long, telling about a 35-minute story. It doesn't center around Ash or anything like that. I would recommend, if you haven't played Sword and Shield, it's okay. You can watch these things. I would recommend familiarizing yourself with some of the Pokemon in the Galar region if you're going to do that. Um, help. It's an anime. They're going to say the name of that Pokemon. They're not just going to have it in the background. But they have some things in the background that maybe if you're up on the Galar region, you can pick up on. So that's why I'd recommend cool. that. It was worth the six minutes. I'm not going to. It has to be dog shit not to be worth six minutes. It's not a long time. We've watched movies longer. That yeah. word. Yeah. Well worth it. Uh-huh. I once watched Batman vs. Superman. So uh, Warner nice. Brothers is releasing a three episode Aquaman. These are things that could be at the top of our list yeah. most week. Uh, is releasing a three-episode Aquaman animated miniseries called Aquaman King of Atlantis that will release on HBO Max. I did read James Wan's also producing. producing. I don't know if... if Momoa's, I think Momoa's a producer. Producer, but what about The Voice? Don't think so. Yeah, I, I didn't read that. And that's because it's animated. He can get away with whatever. You can have another actor. But if I was him, like, fuck that, I'm Aquaman. I'm here. Let's go. Let me get my dialogue. Again... So all HBO Max is missing now is the Snyder Cut, and they, I have another streaming service, so and they are that much closer to getting my money. And Swamp Thing Season 2. If Swamp Thing can come back somehow and go to HBO Max. And maybe you see him on The Crisis. I don't know. So we got to see. <laughs> this is an audio podcast, but if you can see Sam's face when he said that, just know that it's worth it. Uh, yeah, uh, it's cool. A lot of our people and friends on and fans on Facebook dug this, and we put this news on our Facebook page. A lot of good dialogue going about it. Because they, they know DC animated films are actually really good. I don't know if that same DC animation studio is going to be doing this. It might be, like, in partnership with yeah. HBO Max since they have final say since it's going on their platform. Well, go watch the DC Universe, but, all, you know, the movies, the animated, and just get it like that. You'll be good. What I like about HBO Max is at least HBO subscribers get it for free. I don't have to pay the 15 bucks. At least I think that's the case. So I could watch this. I'm happy to report that Sam cannot. He's not an HBO subscriber not. anymore. There is a will, there's a way. It will be set after the events of the live action movie. So maybe a nice little bridge to Aquaman 2. I'm in. That's that's what I see this as. I mean, is it that? Episodes, are they, you know, are they going to expand on the trench at all? Or are they going to see maybe what Ocean Master, what, Black Manta? They, I think that's what they do in 2. Yeah, the, they could. The, especially the trench. I think. But I think if, if the trench is having its own movie that that was already announced oh, that, that right, they're working right, on, yeah. you know, just to see what they add that. Was, that. that was rumored. It but wasn't this official. is a day one watch to me. Uh, except that you don't have HBO Max, so it's like a I'll day, figure it it's out. It's a day six. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Mine Hunter season three on Netflix, a show that I actually really wanted to get into for a while. Um, it's getting getting great reviews, and a lot of people love it. Uh, season three is on an indefinite hold. Uh, the cast has also been released of their contracts. So, Mindhunter is probably done abruptly well, after two well, seasons, kinda, and in five years they'll revive it. I'm kind of glad I didn't start it then, you know, because I, I heard great yeah. things, but it's just sometimes you hear it, so let me wait, let it breathe a little bit, let it get some seasons, let me get some backlog. Don't cry because it's over, smile because it happened. Oh, I'd be down to watch. You. I'd be down to watch. The, I'm not even the optimistic one of the two of us, No, too. you are I'm not. I'm the pessimist, anarchist, 
sociopath. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm actually interested in just, I, I, you know, again, the backlog is so damn long. So like, how that's on the backest of backburners. Dude, season the the season three revival that the hundred thousand people signed the petition probably will happen by the time I can get. to We this will show. get the Snyder Cup before we get season three. One dollar. I bet dollar. One dollar. It's fair bet. It's a gentleman's bet. PA gambling. It's legal now. Uh, that's fine. <clears throat> the upcoming psych. Fuck. I put this in TV. This should go in movies. This is how long our TV shit was. I was so used to putting everything in TV. An honorary TV, since it was originally a TV show. I like this, this is a TV show. You're right. This is a made-for-TV movie. So really. If so, so fact though, yeah. it's a little bit of both. The upcoming psych film, Psych 2, Lassie Come Home, uh, will be uh, – that's that's the name of it. That was part of the news. But in other news that is psych-related, this is, this is TV. The first film and the entire original series, I think six or seven seasons, will all be headed to Peacock, NBC's streaming service. Uh, so technically, some TV news in I mean, there. I mean, I'm hyped that you get your your, your movie. I, I think you I said have, the last one wasn't the, the last greatest? one wasn't the greatest. Yeah, okay. It was fun, but not not great. The plot was all over the place, and I liked it because it was psych, and my favorite characters were back after a lot of years out. But it was also not great. And I, haven't and I think they knew that they missed it, and they, they you want to end on a good note. And well, Lassie, Lassie, come, Lassie is a character, Lassiter. He's Detective Lassiter. Okay. He was. Very absent due to some personal things in the first one. He was in it for a hot second. With this, now he's kind of gotten past a lot of some personal things. So he's going to play a much more prominent role. And cool. he's arguably, outside of the two main characters, right. the best part of the series. So I think getting Detective Lasseter back involved, um, and maybe I, I'd be cool with even 25 minutes of screen time, um, <clears throat> would be just wonderful. Timothy Odmanson, I believe, is the... Uh, is the player uh, the the person who plays Detective Lasseter, but I have Psych the a complete series right there. Um, it's the white one that sticks up with a green backing on the bottom left shelf, um, second row back, a little bit of white there. That's Psych, and all of Psych is actually on Amazon Prime Video right now. Clearly, it's going to leave that because it's going to Peacock. Yeah. I don't remember when Peacock launches. I mean, I should given. I think it's, I think it's stuff, this but. year because I, I think I just saw it before we came it's on. Definitely this year. They Kevin Kevin Hart signed a deal with Peacock too. I think he's like a show where he kind of could show like brand new standups to kind of you know raise him up. But hey, it's a streaming service that I won't get. I just I hope that Comcast subscribers get Peacock for free for thirty days. Something, or something, something, something to like wet the appetite. Throw us a freaking bone here and. Through the Xfinity X1 remote, you can get YouTube by just saying YouTube. You can get Netflix by saying Netflix. You can now get Amazon Prime on X1. I'd like to see some integration of Peacock into X1 by like just saying Peacock and like it shows up in your cable box. You don't have to go to your PS4. I'd hope that the technology is there for that because it's there for other services. It'd be nice to have it for your own. So we'll we'll see if that comes to fruition. But Psych is one of my all time favorite shows, top ten. So uh, easily top ten, right there with Cheers. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I'm psyched on that. Uh, I said it. I didn't want to say I'm psyched. Pardon on it. pun. I, it's not even a pun. It's just bad. Just bad. <laughs> uh, our last show, our last uh, story in TV. That was thirty minutes. Solid. We did pretty good. Ugh, we still got gaming. Uh, HBO will not be pursuing a second season of the Watchmen series as the creator of the show has actually left the project. This is really shocking news. Well, I think he, I think first he one just, did so well. I think he just said in the interview that he did everything he wanted, and that was his story he had to tell. And uh, 
He said, I guess that's it. And HBO said that they don't want to continue without him. I'm kind of glad I didn't watch this show. So now I'm just like, I heard it was so good. It's like, now it's like, he's got a following. Yeah, so I was like, now do I watch it? Do I don't? So I'm kind of in that limbo. Well, now you know it's over. Yeah. So it's like, it's a relief because you don't have to binge 40 episodes. But it's also like, is it pointless to watch it? Because I now know it's over and there's nothing. That I mean, I'm, I'm kind of brought back to like the Swamp Thing. Like I watched the first episode that was canceled. But it's, oh, you're going to see the rest. It's like, fuck. It just pissed you off yeah, to watch that. Yeah, you know, knowing, just what, like, knowing what could have been. No, just how could you do that to a show? And like, I just felt like you did the cast dirty. The greenbacks. Yeah, it's just fucking it's ugly. Everything comes back to the greenbacks. Yeah, I get pissed. And I'll take over in the gaming space. We'll start out with some impressions. We got Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX Demo. After the Pokemon Direct last week announcing the DLC, they started that Direct off with announcing this remake of the first ever Pokemon Mystery Dungeon games. And they said, oh, by the way, March 6th is the release date. And here's a free demo. Go forth and play it. Because a lot of folks that are Pokemon fans missed playing Mystery Dungeon. Um, And a lot of the YouTubers that I watch that are Pokemon fans surprisingly said yeah mystery dungeon was my thing this is my chance to jump in so i didn't feel like i was alone i played it for five minutes when i was a kid so technically i've played a mystery dungeon game but it was not for me at the time so i thought i'm older i'm i'm not wiser but i think i should be at this point uh it's debatable (laughs) and i was like you know what let me give this another shot Obviously, it's Pokemon. Obviously, I love it. So I, I downloaded the demo onto my Nintendo Switch console. I played that demo, and boy, howdy, was it gloriously terrible. Oh, here I was. He's building, building. He built it up to fucking shit on it. I, I didn't like it, man. I, I Damn. Uh, the gameplay just isn't for me. The I, mean, I, I love your honesty. Like it's a Pokemon <laughs> game. You're not just just because yeah. it's Pokemon throwing it, love at it. It looks good. I'll, I'll give it this. The art style is cool. I like the watercolory type deal. The Pokemon look cool. The music. Hey, you said that from the beginning. Yeah, the music's charming, but the I just can't get past the um the roguelike dungeony crawler. I mean, it's man, I. I like that you're a human being turned into a Pokemon and it's kind of funny and like you answer a quiz to like determine your starter. But if you don't like the starter they give you, you can just say no and then pick one. So it was the point. And I did that. I said no. They chose. They said you'd be great Bulbasaur. I said I don't want to be Bulbasaur. I want to be Squirtle. And then I wanted Totodile with me and they said no because he's also a water type. So I took Machop out of spite. Give me the worst one. Yeah, on principle. Fuck that. On principle alone. But I just, I didn't like it. Dude, the battles, it's like an action RPG dungeon crawlery thing. I went up to a Wurmple. I hit A. Water gun happened. Or at least it said it did. It said minus 11. And then the Wurmple faded Fainted. Away. And I was like, that's it? And there's more. Believe me, there's more to it. I played the whole demo. I saw it through. And at the end of it, I can proudly say... That I'm going to skip this one. And I said last week, even if it's good, if it's $60 for a remake of a DS game, which launched at $40, I'm out. And it's $60. That's fucked. Pokemon. You know you can get away with it because your name? That's a $40 game, guys. That's a $40 game. So would you give it 1 out of 10? (sighs) That's not fair because I don't – it's a demo and it's like a series I knew I probably wasn't going to love. But just – you know, the art and the sound bump it for me. Gameplay alone, a three. Wow. The art and stuff can make it a four. 
Just like Doctor Doodle, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's just not not for me, man. I, I that's a shame. And then when this game is eventually on sale for thirty bucks or twenty five bucks, physical at like GameStop for Black Friday, I'll pick it up just to have it in my Pokemon collection. But, but I'll probably never open. I was it. like, just let it collect dust. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Sony is skipping E three again this year. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. After the ESA leaked out over two thousand. Pieces of private information from the journalists that attend that event last year in a security breach on par with the Houston Astros. Uh, oh, dude, did you watch his home run? I saw everything. Hundred percent, dude. He he ran in there holding his shoulder. I was like, I was like, can they take there's their an title interview. back? There's an interview with Josh Reddick with literally it, it's taped onto him. You can see it, the buzzer. Now, can you legit? take it away from them like college sports has set the precedent of removing a national title and even a runner-up 1971 ncaa tournament um but the professional sports has never done it and you wouldn't give it to the dodgers you can't you would just say vacant and it would just have no champion that year that's just so but they'll never do it well it it, no if that happens i'd be more pissed i fire everyone i want the biggest fine well, the maximum fine was given. It was five million dollars to the. That's owner. the maximum under the under the CBA currently five million dollars. They lost their first. That's pick. chump change to they, them. They lost their first round pick for the next two years. Their second round pick for the next two years. But in baseball, um, out of if you're outside the top twenty five picks, which the Astros have been and will be, they're a good team. They there's less than a thirty five percent chance that that kid will make the majors anyway. So it's a low risk. Ugh. Even though you've lost four draft picks, they fired their GM, they fired their coach, and Carlos Beltran, who was hired by the Mets to be their manager, stepped down today as the manager because of his role in it. So it's ugly. I think it's good for baseball because they've set a precedent that like you can't fuck with us. Alex Cora from the Red Sox, the Red Sox got caught cheating. Same thing happened there. So like, I, I want a quick, fast, heavy fine. Do you got to let people know you can't do this? If you do, there are going to be severe penalties. In the next CBA, I can probably imagine a negotiation up from that five million dollars. Oh, but at the end of the day, I'm shocked it was that low. To an owner of a World Series winning team, five million bucks ain't a lot. But to their credit, they did issue the maximum. It's not he a great said, maximum. He said, take that out of petty cash. Yeah, right. That's what he said. Uh, but anyway, back to the um, E3. The E3 thing. Yeah. So good good for, for – Sorry, uh, you, you tagged that and I, I had to go in because I legit just watched it before I came over. Yeah, it's a fascinating yeah. story. If you're at all interested in sports and like the cheating aspect, if you're not – it's a fascinating yeah. story. The, the Houston Astros, Boston Red Sox. Can't wait for the 30 for 30. Uh, it's coming. Yeah, I can't wait for Bro. it. I can't I wait. Can't, uh, 10 years from now, that 30 for 30. That would be the be best one, guaranteed. Hot fire. Going to be lit. Sony skipping E3 again is big deal because it's the year of the PS5. And last year, if you were to say to me, they're skipping E3. Well, I did on yeah. this podcast. I said, yeah, they're skipping it this year because next year they're going to come back with a vengeance. And they're going to come out, out with a PS5 and they're going to blow it out. I said that about Xbox too. Xbox is still going to do that. Phil Spencer tweeted out, we're going to be there. We're going to make it big. We're going to make it grandiose. It's going to be awesome. Um, And they're still going to take advantage of the E3 stage. PSX, I'm sorry, PlayStation has PSX. Now, they haven't done a PSX since 2017. So the past two years, they haven't done one. So, like, do they have PSX or was that a one-time thing? This is a great opportunity to bring that back. But I also foresee a May, maybe March Kind of unveiling for this PSX took place in the winter, so to me this is two things. One, just like the PS4, they just do an independent event. The Xbox just P- just PS5 only they, blowout. They, they they call a press conference at 
Sony Theater in New York. They invite all the journalists. They do a one-day you know, thing where they blow it out like they did for the PS4. Yep. Xbox One did it. The Nintendo Switch did it. You get to spotlight all to yourself, not on an E3 stage, which I actually think is smart. You're not sharing it with anybody else. So I like that strategy. <clears throat> um, if they do it before E3 and they blow it out, I just hope that it has a bunch of games announced with it have, that way have that way either the developers of those games could go to e3 and show off the game or we don't have to sit there and worry all e3 is that coming to ps5 is this a ps5 thing like let us see a lot that way we can just enjoy what's left of e3 because e3 is dying my friend it is dying so now, i was gonna say hell butthurt are they they <laughs> are probably shaking of what they could do to, to just it's, rally it's, something it's good for other developers because they get a chance to rise and Should be like to, to shine a little bit um but also I am honest. I'm dead serious when I say this. What dies first, GameStop or, or E3? I never thought I'd live in a world where both of those could be gone by the time we're done a podcast. Like uh, we might outlast them. This I, podcast, I would say E3 goes first. I I would think GameStop. They've already started to close a couple locations. Of course, E3. You can look if Sony not coming is closing too. So I mean, it goes really, both ways. Kind of goes both ways. Um, I'm glad that Xbox is still there. Nintendo hasn't been there for years. They do have a booth there, a big giant one, but their direct is their direct. Sony, to me, and I've said this before and I'll say it again, could also benefit by blowing the PS5 out in a state of play. Maybe these... Just PS5 only or system only, no games, and then the next one introduce games? No, no. blow it out. Oh, and, everything. And, and I think I say that because... Sony's first, I think there have been four state of plays. The first one was absolute unabashed dog shit. It was the first one. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Sony's been around a long time. They know what they're doing. This isn't like a startup. The first one sucked, but it was a test. Yeah. You're not going to blow it out with great stuff because nobody even, first of all, nobody knows about them yet. You're yeah. just getting them started. You're seeing if it works. You're seeing how the format goes. So I get it. You had Iron Man VR is the big thing. So like, cool. The second one, pretty bad. But a little bit better. A little bit better. They learned the presentation. They knew what they wanted to do. They they said, we're going to take a little bit more from the Nintendo Direct style than we initially thought. Fine. The third one, you announce The Last of Us and then delay it two weeks later. But like, again, they they tease some big stuff. Final Fantasy VII Remake had a new trailer in there. So like, we're getting bigger and bigger and bigger to the point now where State of Play, when they announce one, we know about it. We know what it is. Finally, we look forward to them. And that could be an opportunity to blow it out. I don't think that will be the case. I think if you do the big event and uh, and unveil the system, two weeks later or a week later, you have a state of play to blow the games out. That yeah. would be my strategy. I am not the head of Sony. But you need some big games to really need, sell the system. You When you unveil the console. God of War, Last of Us 2, good night. Last of Us 2 is already a thing, though. Like I think a new announcement, maybe Horizon 2, maybe Uncharted Reboot or 5. I think when you announce a Twisted Metal reboot or something, when you announce the PS5, you got to go with two first-party yeah, exclusives and one big third-party, not Call of Duty. You need a big one there. Three games is all you need. Give us a week or two to, to suck on it and digest it, and then blow us out with a state of play with 10 more games, and you have just got yourself millions of consoles sold, yeah. just like that strategy. Meanwhile... Xbox does E3, they're going to do their own event for the Xbox Series X, Xbox, whatever, and the Switch is still just kind of riding along. I do believe I'm in the party that believes we're getting a Switch Pro this year, a 4K enhanced Switch where that'll be probably your time to jump on it when you get the real big graphical fidelity. 
2020 is just a good time for consoles, man. It's a good I, time for technology. And, you know, and the big concern is just I hope that it's 499 I, It I will hope. be. There's no doubt in my mind don't be six again. that this console could be even 400 I firmly believe the Xbox I mean, is going to be 5 and yeah, this I is going to be 4 We're not touching 6 again. That I, I, I hope miserably. we never touch 6 and again. And we, we can't. Yeah. It's not a PC. Yeah. A PC yeah. can be $600 or more. Yeah. It's, a $600 PC is cheap. Yeah, it is. So let's uh, – a gaming PC at least. I, I I am a thousand percent positive that this is going to be a three ninety nine thing, and we they have already said it's not as powerful as the Xbox. But again, games speak louder. Yeah, I would if you had to. I've been an Xbox guy forever. As with, when it comes to the two, yeah. Nintendo obviously my number one. We know where I stand. We know where you stand. If you launched them at the same price, but told me I was getting the PlayStation exclusives over the Xbox exclusives. Give, I don't want Halo and yeah. Gears as much as You're, I want. You would lean towards... And I love Halo. And I love Gears. Yeah. I would rather get a new God of War, Spider-Man, and Uncharted, and I'd be a happy camper. Music to my ears. Uh-oh. But, Not music. Yeah, but this ain't good music. This is a song that has a scratch on the record. Cyberpunk 2077, Final Fantasy VII Remake, and Marvel's Avengers oh. all delayed. Wow. We could have broken that down wow. to three stories. But our suicide watch can only handle so much. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah, that's 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 horrible Dude, news. You never I mean This is a thirty six hour span. But you did post something earlier on our Instagram that I really like to quote. I think it was uh, it was yesterday. Oh, it was just yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I we have said this quote a billion times and we firmly believe it that a <clears throat> a what is it? A a delayed game is good eventually a rushed game is bad forever something along those lines and i'll actually i'll actually pull it it's on our instagram it's on our it was by uh shigeru miyamoto who founded mario um yeah i posted it on there was it two days ago three days ago holy shit so yeah it pops up my feet that's like their formula in a 72 hour span this happened a delayed game is eventually good but a rushed game is forever bad Shigeru Miyamoto. So, I mean, big time. I mean, obviously it sucks. That's three huge games getting pushed. Arguably the three biggest games of the year so far. And Last now, of yeah. Us 2 is probably yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. And Animal Crossing, as much as it's not our thing, is actually wildly, insanely popular. Especially overseas. But it started with Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. That was the first one. I mean, that one, I can understand just how freaking long that game is. And, well, the remember, it's only Midgar. It's only, Final Fantasy VII is episodic. This is only true. This true. is going to be two or three games. No, I was going to say this is part A, and they oh, haven't yeah. told us a thing about it, and no one seems to be asking that question. If this was Pokemon, yeah, because we're all just so excited to get it. Remember, you know? Pokemon's getting shown. You cut half the decks. You're giving us an incomplete game and charges sixty dollars. How is that different than Final Fantasy VII Remake? More game. You're getting play. charged sixty. I'm on sixty nine hours of Pokemon Sword. If I buy sure. this game, it's probably going to take me hundred fifty. Not to it. get out of Midgar. That's half of disc one. Midgar's not a lot of the game. So, like, well, we well, again, don't know I, what we're I don't getting. have the time, like, to play as I once did. So, it's a little bit harder to play. So, it would just take, number one, it would take me a lot It would take longer. you more human hours. Human hours, yeah. But you would still play the game at this all in. at a, I mean, unless I. I can see this being a 25-hour thing. And then they're like, see in part two in two years. And I feel like that once that suck. game that launches. Once the game launches and we understand more what it is, there could be a lot of backlash yeah. to this. But it's only been delayed a month. 
to April from March, so not a big deal. It actually gets out of Animal Crossing's way. It gets out of Pokemon's way, which I don't think is a big deal. Mystery Dungeon will sell like a million, well, probably sell like two to three million copies, so it's kind of a big deal, but it's a Switch exclusive, so whatever. The the month is not a big deal, but then when you talk about Avengers and Cyberpunk, that whole May, I'm sorry, March, April, May, each one of them featured one of those games. Yeah. March was Final Fantasy, April was Cyberpunk, May was Avengers. Our first half of 2020 was going to be glorious. Now all or two of those three games are now second half yep. September yeah. games. And dear. What the fuck? If you're telling me that Cyberpunk and Avengers didn't get delayed to get enhancements on the new gen consoles because conveniently after Series X and PS5 get de- uh, announced, we got Gods and Monsters and Tom Clancy and uh, Rainbow Six and Final Fantasy and Cyberpunk, all these giant games getting delayed now until right around the launch of the new console. Come on. Or or is this all part of their evil master plan? This is delay season, dude. Yeah. It's always delay season because this is what always happens, dude. This is what always happens. You hype everyone up at E3 with your grandiose announcements to get every nerd boner in the world ready to go. Yeah. And you make these promises you most likely know you can't keep. God of War did it too. They delayed. They only delayed for a little bit, but they delayed. And uh, like you – Promise all these things at E3, and then conveniently on a Tuesday afternoon, you send out a press release saying we need more time to polish. And because you said, hey, we need time to polish, everybody's like, no problem. I love the honesty. (laughs) Guys, at the same time, for more Avengers and Cyberpunk, you're waiting six more months. It's a lot of polish you have to to put on that game, especially when Cyberpunk said it's done. Our game is playable. But we it's need to done, but they said there's a lot of side missions, a lot of stuff you could do that they want Night to touch City's up. Night City is a big, yeah. a big place, and then they even had this other game in the works that was a mystery game. They came out today and said that's the multiplayer, and now that's delayed until after 2021. Yeah, yeah. that's two years. I can see now that since Cyberpunk's a late 2020 game now that you're only going to wait a year and change to play the multiplayer but most people are going to be done with that game it's going to be at the bottom of the shelf yeah and if, that if it's me that's it'll out. be definitely at the bottom After that it'll long, be traded on. in for you it'll be traded oh, in. No, you're I, a trading guy. no no to be honest my my ps4s i believe i have all of them that i ever had my dude i have a stack maybe like 15 deep like no, games you're yeah, a trading guy no i know i am but games i have i still have like all oh, okay. of my ps4 games gotcha good for you i think i sold one good for, yeah it was my uncharted they can't see you shaking your The head. next story, <laughs> Super Smash 5th DLC character revealed, and it's... Dude, it's not a big deal. Uh, we, again, could have had this at the top of the show. We could have no, had this... No, we could... Uh, no, no, normally, normally. Uh, a Smash announcement. We could have this at the top For other people's That's excitement. Okay, a Smash okay, announcement, okay. not this one. Yeah. Fucking Banjo and shit. We could have had this at the top of the show. Yeah. We could have had this at the top of the gaming. But this one? Yeah. This character... I was debating on talking about it. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's just awful. worth it, it's just it's worth a quick quick mention. It's Byleth, who is uh, both male and female. I don't even know who the hell you are. It's a male and female. You're gonna get both uh, versions of Byleth from Fire Emblem Three Houses. Yes, you've heard that right. Another Fire Emblem character over it is in Smash, and Sakurai did his 35 minute thing uh, live stream, and it was. So blue ballsy. So blue ballsy. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not mad at Sakurai. I said this on Twitter. I'm not mad at Sakurai. I'm not even mad at the announcement. I'm just disappointed. It's even and, worse. And apathetic. Like, 
it taught me that I'm not going to buy the DLC two pack with the six new fighters they said are coming. Oh, I'm going to wait until wait. it's all out because I don't want to be disappointed and spend 25, 30 bucks and only like two or three of the fighters. So, That's but, what happened but this don't, time. But don't you pay a little bit extra if you don't? I'll just buy them for six bucks each if I like them, and I'll skip the ones I don't want. Okay, I if gotcha, I gotcha. could look back out of the five that were announced: Joker from Persona, the Hero from um, Dragon Warrior. This uh, Byleth from Fire Emblem, Banjo, and Terry Bogart. Two, I'd have bought like two the two. Yeah, two. The last two. So I'd have spent 12 bucks instead of 28 I got the characters I like. Now, as a completionist... I, I, I was literally about to go there. I like to have yeah. the full roster. Yeah. So, th- you know, I can see myself buying the fighter pass for the next six afterwards. But when Sakurai did his 35-minute thing, it was fucking hilarious. He went... He goes... He's at his computer. He's in front of a live audience... And he goes, now, this is a super secret character not not a lot of people at Nintendo know about. We've kept this under wraps. A lot of the team building, doesn't know building, about building, it. Building, building, building. Like, he's like, you're going to be so surprised over this. And, and my excitement, my nuts are in my throat ready to burst. I'm super hyped on this. And then he goes, now, don't hate me because this is a fighter not a lot of you might not no no that a lot of you might not be happy about but please enjoy uh, and at that point i was like what the fuck are we getting and within 30 no within 10 seconds you see the fire emblem uh, thing and it's just what a letdown what a freaking letdown go look at the youtube announcements and the upvotes and downvotes of the videos and all the reaction videos of really popular YouTubers just like, ugh. Now, there, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of Fire Emblem fans out there that are happy. And the character looks like Byleth. It looks like it plays cool. You get four different weapons, not just a sword. They actually made fun of that. They said, uh, in the Smash trailer, one of the characters was like, another swordsman in Smash? Are you serious? Like, they poked fun at that. Yeah. Sakurai's counting in binary on his hand. Like, he made it fun because he knew that a lot of people were going to be disappointed yeah. with this announcement. And I think, like, there's no character out there that's going to hit every button. Maybe Crash. There's a bunch of people that say, he's not Nintendo. Da, 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 da. It's like, you're never going to please everybody. But after you just announced four Smash DLC fighters, Piranha Plant like, was also DLC for a fifth. After you announced all these hype things, you end it with Fire Emblem? Yeah, you just you petered out. That, I, I, that's a shame. I was really hoping that we were going to get something that was, I don't know. You, you, you want to end on a high note? They got six more chances. That's like I think. Just that's please, the no thing. more Fire Emblem. I think we're good. I don't think we will because I don't know if there's going to be another Fire Emblem game for a while. So we're going to get another Pokemon, and we're going to get some cool third party stuff. I'm surprised it wasn't a Pokemon. A lot of people said it could have been one of the three starter fully evolved forms. I'm of that thought. Cinderace probably would have been it. Um... But um, you gotta think a Pokemon's coming in one or With, two of the next without six. Without a okay. doubt. Okay. Cool. Microsoft says that all games for at least the first year of Xbox Series X will also be playable on the Xbox One line of consoles and PC. So long story short, TLDR, uh, there won't be any new next-gen Xbox exclusives for at least a year. There will always be either a PC or an Xbox One version, like Halo Infinite, like all these other games that are coming. You, They're giving you time to get the new console before they just yeah. drop new exclusives. I don't know about that strategy, because... You, See how it pays off, Cotton. You kind of yeah, got to move on from the Xbox One, because it just didn't do as what well. What they wanted, yeah. So, like, 
there's 40-something million consoles out in the wild, so you kind of got to account for that, and you don't want Halo Infinite to fall on deaf ears. But at the same time, you have Game Pass, and, like, I'd rather just spend 10 bucks a month on Game Pass and beat it instead of 60 bucks up front. So, like, eh, Microsoft is just doing some awesome, but some weird shit. Yeah. I so, mean, hey, they're throwing paint at the wall and seeing what sticks. I, They're trying to be different, which I appreciate. Yeah. What is that? They follow the beat of their own drum. I, I just really hope that they <laughs> nail this, this launch. Cause Give them something. If PS5 boat races them, that's just going to be terrible. Yeah. That is, but we'll, we'll see what happens. The PS6 will have Microsoft games on it. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I won't say no. It looks like we're getting the Bioshock collection on the Nintendo Switch, marking the fourth time Greg will purchase the original Bioshock. I don't even have shame. Like shame. I, don't even, I don't even contemplate it. It's a day one buy, and wow. I own it. I own it on PS4, and I still have my original. And you know it's not going to look as good. I mean, maybe it could. Nah, dude, it's a 2007 game. It'll look just fucking fine. They have, <laughs> dude. They put The Witcher on there. Like, it'll look fine. It might not. Um, it's crazy. Everybody says I want everything on Switch and play it. I kind of don't want Bioshock handheld. Like, that's kind of weird to me. It came out on PSP or Vita. I can't remember. One of the Bioshocks did. And like, do I? Do I like the idea of playing with headphones on? Yes. Yeah. Do I like the idea of playing Rapture? In a small screen, I don't know. Bioshock also came to iPad, so like Ugh, it can run, on. it can run just fine on the Switch. But like I'm hyped on this, and I think it's 100 percent real. Right now, it's just a rumor. It's just a leak rumor because it was rated at the Taiwanese ratings board. Yeah. So like that's pretty good sign that it's real, but it's right now it's not announced. But along with this leak for Bioshock, Metro Redux and Saints Row Four were also rated. Um, and also rumored to be coming to Switch. And today it came out that Metro Redux has officially been confirmed. So, oh, yeah. So that tells me that the other two are real, too. Why would these three games get leaked, one of them be real, but the other two aren't? It doesn't make sense. I'm telling you, sooner rather than later, in the next Direct, we're getting an announcement for Bioshock. It's coming in Mar- May. I'll say May. And by summer, I'm going to have Bioshock on handheld. And I'm not even going to, like, fake it. I'm going to play all three Oh, my of God. Of course you are. Play it and beat it. Oh, I love those games. They're just the greatest. And, of course, let's, let's close down the gaming space with the AGDQ 2020 recap. I won't go into all the runs. We talked about that last week. Yeah. All the runs, at least up until that point. We had uh, Thursday night, Friday, and Saturday's runs. Like, the Mario Maker 2 relay was balling. The, bro, one of the most underrated speed runs I've watched. And you actually, I think, would enjoy it. Yo, Untitled Goose Game. <laughs> is a great speed run. Damn. It's a great speed run. That's it's good a, to hear, though. It's a game that I wouldn't play, but it's yeah. a game I would speed run. Wow. It's interesting. Really fun. The goose did it for you. The goose is loose in my in my mind. I've watched the run twice now. And they did two runs of it. They did one full 100% and they did an any percent in like five minutes. But like really fun the shit you can do in that game from a speed like from a speed strat standpoint. And there's a lot of randomness in it, so like it's not just jump here and you know what to do blah, blah, blah. i like that anyway raising 3.13 million dollars breaking a new record wow which is awesome they announced that agdq 2021 will be a little earlier this year it's uh, january 3rd still going through my wife's birthday i they didn't say where yet so i think they're going to take this traveling thing on the road what if it's philly 
Babe, we got to talk. <laughs> I won't. What sucks is I, I won't be there all week because it's in Philly. I just come home every night instead of sleeping at the hotel. So I kind of want it to be. Which? You, well, it'd be I'd, tough though because what if there's a game you want to see at 1 a.m.? Or, 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 yeah, that or friends and my speed friends and like hanging out with people. I like that it would be in Virginia. Get away a little bit. Take a little bit oh, of a it's road good. trip. It's a little vacation. Spend something, right. Spend some time in a hotel. Yeah. I love hotels and hang out with speed friends. Like that's cool to me. Um, the Super Mario 64 randomizer was fun. Um, Super Metroid Impossible was fun. But man, the Goose Game just, it stole me a little bit. It has my heart. What a great event. Three million dollars. And, and where did what were it donated to? The Prevent Cancer Foundation. Again, they shouted us out on Instagram. Freaking so awesome. Them, but fucking awesome. So SGDQ comes in July. I already can't wait. Now there's speedrun marathons like every weekend because I'm pretty plugged into the speed community. So like I could watch a marathon whenever, but there's not anything out there that raises that much money for that good of a charity that has that great of a lineup. Yeah. Um and also the production quality and the value and just seeing thousands and thousands of people in the room they dude for the untitled goose game the room erupted was packed wow to the point where there the walls and back wall was lined up with people standing it was Damn. standing room only to watch the goose baby i mean it's crazy to me but awesome yeah i love agdq uh most of the vods are now available on their youtube channel so if you want to go back devil may cry 5 was a great run if you want to go back and watch any of the speed runs from agdq 2020 i think like 90 percent of them are available now on their youtube channel and they're uploading more every day there was over 100 runs so you got to give them some time to get them up there um i'm trying to think back to like my all-time favorite run of the marathon I, like off the top of my head, I can't think right now. There was a couple that I really liked. Um, did I tell you about the Super Mario World one offline when you came over Tuesday? Did I tell you about the one Switch? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I think I did. I told somebody about it, and I think it was you. There was one run where – oh, no. I think I'm, it might have been Alan Santos. Um, there was one run of Super Mario World on Super Nintendo. Okay. And it was a, a hacked version, but they didn't do anything crazy to it. It's a vanilla version of the game, no added difficulty or anything like that. What this hack did was um, it was played at 11 exits, which means you have to beat 11 levels to beat the game. The time, the estimate was 20 minutes. Two players, Author Blues and Lack Attack, I love these two guys. They're really good runners. The hack, every half second, the hack switches between Mario and Luigi. So you have to play at two players, but every half second it switches between. So you have to be really in sync. Yeah, you have to be, and you almost have to almost be always be playing it. And like there were plenty of times where Mario's just running, 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 and you'd expect them to jump, and he just falls into a cliff because he didn't know the yeah, one he, guy he timed it wrong. He timed it wrong. Wow. Stuff like that. Dude, that's cool though. It that's made cool. It hard. It made it funny. It's different. It's different. It was it was great. I you know what my favorite one was totally the two fucking Mike Tyson's punch out. Two guys, yeah, that, one that, controller. That's amazing. Two guys, one controller, both blindfolded. They didn't even take a death. Like they I, beat it perfectly. You, you can't top that. It's absolute mastery that. of a video game. Time for our pick of the week, brought to you as always in part by our friends at Liquid Death, which is always our pick of the week. Sam, cheers, cheers brother. Ding. Uh, <laughs> the guy from Family Guy. I love that because he killed his, and he I hit his hand. He said he actually said ding. I got one hilarious. step left. I'll there, there it is. Sam, what's your pick of the week? Pick of the week. I finally saw it. And Dom, you were right. Ford, Ford versus, versus Ferrari. Ferrari. As soon as you said Dom. It was phenomenal. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit what the critics Ford say. Ford nominal? Hey. hey. I, dude, directed by James Mangold. Were you Ferrarius that you waited that long? 
Nope. They're cool, <laughs> calm as a cucumber. But James Mangold, who directed Logan, yeah. 310 to Yuma, yeah. Walk the Line. He, this, he went Walk the Line. Because that was like one of his early ones. I wanted yeah, to kind of yeah, hit like I'm, a little I'm bit all over. I mean, it, 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 it was two and a half hours, but it didn't feel like two and a half hours. It's good. I love, obviously, we know my dream car is a GT500, but they, they, went, they didn't build this card here, but you had a great cast. Christian Bale, Matt, Matt Damon, Damon, they were phenomenal. Carol Shelby played by Matt Damon. Ken Miles, Christian Bale was a British, actually a British World War II vet and a professional race car driver. John Bernthal's in it. Josh Lucas is in it. Um, and it just tells a great story of, it's about basically a team of engineers led by Carol Shelby working with Ford trying to make a card that will beat Ferrari in the 1966 24-hour race at the Le Mans in France. It's madness. And I watched like, you know, just like go back and watch old clips of what they had and just the shit that went through. And it's a great freaking story. It, Matt, Matt Damon and Christian Bell, they, they have good chemistry. They work with each other. Christian Bell, again, looked like he lost weight in this film. So I, I, from the previous. He did. I believe this is when after this film, he said that I won't be going doing any more drastic weight changes, which I think that's good because it's not really good for your health. Um, it had a, a $98 million budget made over 211. So it's good that it actually made some money. Dom, you're right. I think this would probably definitely have been in my 2019 best films of the year. Cause I loved it that much. And it's based on a true story. I suggest you watch Ford versus Ferrari. Hey, listen, if you trust Dom's suggestions, which you just did go listen to the front bottoms. Dom, I'm sorry. I, I know you love them. I, I am officially on record. They're fucking awesome. I just saw them live, Dom. I'm, you I'm saw sorry. them like three years ago. They opened for brand new, which they don't exist anymore. And, and brand new wasn't even that great live. That, that like, they were very disappointing. Records again. are good, but live, just the energy ain't there. Well, we sat in the nosebleeds. Then well, again, when you don't show me energy, you know how I feel about that. Well, when you're 45 miles away, it's tough to sh- it's tough to feel that energy. We could have been up front. Au revoir, au revoir for the front. If I would, if I was, I would have walked it back. Like, excuse me, security. You mind if I sit in that chair right there? Thank you. The front bottoms were one of my least favorite bands, probably ever, for years and years. And I saw them three times live. They were the opener for three different bands, and I didn't skip it. I went because I'm a sucker. And then I started listening to them on record. I just, I love it. I saw it was the NPR Tiny Music desk concerts they did one and that's what turned Turned me on with them so then i started listening to their actual records instead of their just not great live performances and i fell in love their their newest record a couple years ago ain't great it's pretty terrible but talent of the hawk from 13 is awesome and their new single camouflage is great not my pick of the week but you said dom and it made me think of the front bottoms but that one out of one my boy one out of two one out of two i can't count it's late it's (laughs) hilarious my pick of the week is something that has helped me Lose seven pounds in the past two weeks. Um, It's a fun, engaging way to exercise. And that's Ring Fit Adventure on the Nintendo Switch. You've been singing its praises. To me, not on the Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't – I wouldn't categorize this as one of my top three games of the year last year. And I hadn't played it enough at the time I got it for Christmas. So I hadn't played it enough at the time to like really give it thought. Yeah. But I will say this. It would be my number one coolest experience okay in gaming last year because it's different it's you're holding a steering wheel yeah even like with new pokemon playing a game on my tv which i've wanted forever i technically got let's go yeah. in 2018 so i technically got that already ring fit is an rpg a full rpg that you play while working out 
and the movements you do are the attacks on your enemies. It's unbelievable. And and you told creative. me that you put it on like the maximum level and you said it was fuck, a hell it was a hell of a workout. Fuck that, dude. It kicked my <laughs> fat ass. I felt like I lost the seven pounds after the one workout. I went upstairs a sweaty mess. I was like, this game, it would kick your ass. So like I've done some investigating. And what do I love the most about gaming? Speedrunning. So I was like, are people speedrunning this game? Of course they like are. Like a power workout? 19 hours. I'd die. Oh, my God. Yeah, you, you would have to legit train for like two or three years to get just, – just, just to get you know prepared for that. The leaderboard only has like 10 people on it. 19 hours is the world record. But – You got to there, get conditioned. There's a subcategory that you can play a level at level 30 intensity and that's all about 20 minutes. So that's a bit more realistic of beat of 20 minutes of hard workout i'm gonna hard pass on the speed run aspect yeah because literally the game you're running a lot i'd rather you see i'd rather you go back to super mario to the, be honest the ring, it's been a minute the ring con is really cool it's really pliable and really flexible at the same time like i don't feel like when i push it it's gonna snap yeah. and break in my face um the leg sensor is pretty accurate and like even when i put the ring con down and i do crunches or i do whatever it is really accurate to the motion i'm doing um and like it for it it tests you. So like you're tired and you've done 35 crunches and it, now it switches it up and says, "All right, the last 15, boom 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 boom, do them quick 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 yeah. or you won't get the attack off. Just go." So I'm like, "Yeah, you're, you're hustling." After doing 35 the last 15 to make the 50 set, I'm going like crazy and then at the last one it's like, "Hold. Now hold." And your abs are just killing you and you're like, "This is a fucking kid's That's game." That's exactly how you're supposed to do it. It's unbelievably intuitive it's fun it makes working out fun and i get to play a video game and work out who in the 80s or 90s would have said that would have ever been a thing i know right it's a couple extra bucks it's 80 bucks as opposed to 60 but for me well worth the price tag ring fit adventure on the nintendo switch and that my friends my family my foes was episode 169 a doozy of a twosie but under two hours thought we were going to be here jam-packed but jam-packed the news though yeah was I'm proud of us. I'm, proud of, I'm us. proud of us too. We didn't go off on too many tangents. That's Houston Astros. We, we have we have to go on something. <laughs> they got it. You can't all. We're be, good for at least one or two every episode. It can't episode. all be read from a computer screen. That was episode 169. We will see you next week, my friends, for episode 170. What are they gonna do? Delay our episodes? I'm getting a beer. <laughs>